Hogwarts Legacy is out in the wild, reviews are pretty positive, but performance isn't seeing the most consistent things that we were hoping for. Not that it's bad, but I do think there is some cause for concern for anybody thinking about getting this on the old gen consoles. This is not an alarmist video, this is just going to be me walking through the results that we have found in a video from somebody who has already sort of broken down the various modes and the performance. This is on the YouTube channel L. Analista de Beats. We've used this channel before. They do great breakdowns, kind of similar to what Digital Foundry does. And I just want to walk through the spectrum of performance in this game and say, you might want to wait. If you're unaware, Hogwarts Legacy release date is officially February the 10th, but it did get a delayed release date on old-gen consoles, April the 4th. And then even later than that, very late in July, July 24th or 25th on the Nintendo Switch. So it's a staggered release date. And some of the concern would be that this is sort of a cyberpunk situation. They're trying to essentially, you know, avoid the bad PR if it's not going to run so well on the older systems. And I actually think we have some insight right now from performance review. So I want to walk through ray tracing mode, balance mode, quality mode, performance mode, and just show you where things are landing on the various consoles where you can play the game right now and really caution you and say, I think you should wait to buy this on old gem. Wait for those performance reviews because there are a ton of PlayStation 4s in circulation and there are a ton of Nintendo Switches in circulation. I'll talk about the Nintendo Switch and cloud gaming in a moment. But first, let's just look at the ray tracing mode so this is just a screenshot from the video to give you a very very quick flyover if you're watching over on the tickety talk you can't see this but I'll, I'll read it out to you so you can see that both the xbox series x and the ps5 with ray tracing are landing in a 1440 resolution with 30 frames per second now when you watch this section it maintains 30, I think, reasonably well. Obviously, larger areas are where you're going to see slight dips. Now, ray tracing is not available on the Series S, so they just sort of show the quality mode. Now, this is actually, I don't think, terrible results. I, I don't think this is bad for a large open-world game and ray tracing. I, I think it's a shame they didn't figure out a way to sort of upscale the resolution to do like a 4K checkerboard so they could have a 4K 30fps ray tracing mode like so many other games but we do need to remember that Hogwarts Legacy did not promote itself as sort of a next gen title they didn't promote their game as having super crazy high fidelity graphics and I do think we need to remember that in the sort of uh, analysis that we put out there it's not necessarily failing to meet thresholds that it promised but you have to consider if it's struggling to do this on next-gen consoles, you got to really wonder where performance is going to land on old-gen. So this is sort of the tippity-top, turning everything on, ray tracing mode is going to get you 1440. Then if you look at quality mode, now quality mode is still going to be prioritizing graphics, but it is going to turn that ray tracing off. And this channel, Analista LL, Analista de Beats, they actually have a video where they just turn the ray tracing off and on. And it's pretty noticeable for those of you that are really, really looking for that in the game. You want to see the lighting and the shading and all of that. So where it lands in quality mode once you turn off the ray tracing is you get a little bit more resolution. So instead of the 1440, you're getting an 1800, but you're still landing at the 30 FPS. Obviously, Anytime you turn up quality and graphical fidelity, you are going to 
lose performance, okay? And then you can see quality mode on the Series S is landing at uh, 1188. That's 1188. That's kind of a weird resolution, but that's where it's landing, and then that's 30 FPS. So this is the best-looking mode uh, you can get on the Series S because there is no ray tracing on the Series S. So, again, nothing here is bad, but nothing here is also that impressive. So you'd have to consider the fact that even with ray tracing turned off, they're not able to give you an upscaled 4K checkerboard. They're not able to do any kind of a, a, anything with the 4K. So that's not a big deal. I'm not criticizing the game for that lack of that feature. That's just something to consider in the grand scheme of things when you're thinking about the fact that they delayed the old gen by two months. I'll get to the reasoning for that in a moment so the ray tracing mode seemed to actually have hitches it did maintain stable 30 fps but when i watched this video the section with ray tracing i did notice some hitches the 30 fps was largely stable but i did notice some snags and some hitches so you may notice that as well and you may want to drop it down to the quality mode now the balanced mode is sort of a mixture of the two it's going to try and give you better performance a little bit better frame rate but it's also going to try to give you really, really good-looking graphics. And this is where you'll notice it switches to dynamic resolution, meaning the resolution will change in order to get you the best and most consistent performance. And they saw on the Series X, still in the 1800s on the resolution, but now the FPS went up a little bit. It went up from 30 to 40. Some people are going to prefer this. Some people feel like 40 FPS is a big enough bump that it feels smoother, but they don't sacrifice resolution and graphical fidelity. You will notice balance mode drops the Series S down to a 1080. That's actually very common for the Series S at this point. It commonly runs games at a dynamic 1080 just to achieve 60 fps so consider that it's running dynamic 1080 in balance mode and it's not really giving you that 60 fps it's landing in the 40s so i'm not even looking at the pc settings by the way the pc max is like over here in the the corner with me that's not really the concern because this video is about should you wait to buy hogwarts legacy on the old gen consoles and i think we're seeing performance that should cause some concern for anybody who is going to be buying the game on the older systems this when i watched this section of the video it looked mostly stable at 40 fps and you could definitely see the resolution adjustments when you were in the more lush environments or the more open areas now this is where i typically land performance mode okay so performance mode essentially says we're going to make sure we give you 60 fps at least most games are targeting 60 fps and they largely hit it and in this game you're going to be landing at a 14 40 60 i think that's a great sweet spot i've been saying that's the sweet spot where games should be targeting you know a 4k 30 ray tracing mode you know throw it throw everything at the game and try and make it stable at 30 and then as long as you give me a 14 40 60 mode i'm happy uh so the series x and the ps5 landing at the 1440 60 now the series s is starting to show some of the problems that i was worried about you know later in this generation especially just being able to maintain you know graphical parity even remote graphical parity with its big brother the series x and it's landing at a 900p resolution just to hit 60 fps now this might be the lowest targeted resolution i've seen on the series s to maintain 60 fps that's kind of low that's lower than 1080 uh but again when you target that frame rate you're going 
to lose some of that resolution. Now, the thing to consider here is that in this spectrum of PS5 Series X versus the Series S, Series S is the weaker console. Then you got to consider just how much weaker you're going to be getting performance on the PS4 and the Xbox One. If they have to drop the game down to 900p just to get 60 FPS, what more will you be losing on the old gen consoles now this section i thought the frame rate seemed mostly stable again there were slight fluctuations the biggest dips in frame rate were seen on the series s it did seem to struggle to maintain 60 more than the other consoles so this was one where i think i'm gonna land on this one this is probably where i'll land because the last one I just think it ends up lowering things a little bit too much. So if you're unaware, there is a performance high frame rate mode, which is going to target, you know, the highest frame rate possible. We saw this in Modern Warfare 2 and other games where you can actually get some games to run at 120 frames per second if you have a 120 hertz refresh monitor. So you will need the appropriate television and monitor if you want to turn on performance high refresh rate in order for it to look correct. But then you're going to notice, number one, the Series S doesn't even get this option. It does not get the option to run performance high frame rate, so it's not even part of the equation. But you will notice the Series X and the PS5 are dropping all the way down to 1080 resolution to achieve this, and it gets an average of 80 FPS. So this game is a bit of a beast. It is a large game. We have heard from the reviews that the areas are stunning, and the areas are very good looking, and you can see that in the performance if you want to have as much frames per second as you possibly can you're dropping the resolution all the way down to 1080 now i'm going to be consistent here i have given the series s a lot of grief that in order just to give people 60 fps it has to drop the resolution to dynamic 1080 meaning it doesn't even maintain 1080 and i have continued to say that is not next gen performance that is a uh, a significant downgrade okay so in my mind okay this points to potential performance problems for the older systems okay if you think about the fact that the series s is woefully behind in some of these comparisons the series s is stronger in many respects than the old gen systems okay so just just how much farther down do you think performance is going to go i think the footage mostly looked like it landed in the 70s when they showed that high frame rate mode it wasn't even averaging 80s like they said i thought it was averaging 70s but i didn't run a benchmark i'm just watching the youtube video okay this leads me to ask many questions and have many concerns about hogwarts legacy with respect to performance on old gen consoles okay first and foremost as a cross-gen game it seems to be struggling to hit solid performance with the best console hardware available the performance is by no means bad i'm not seeing anything in ign's footage or anybody's footage out there i'm not seeing performance that is bad but it is shaky and it is not consistent enough for me to be confident in the old gen systems and in the old gen versions of the game they have delayed it on those systems and you really have to wonder what the real reason is i'll talk about that in a moment i did not expect this game to be some 4k next gen masterpiece 
It's not what I was looking for. I did not expect that. They did not promote it in that way. It's fair to hold this to cross-gen standards. There are some really great cross-gen games out there. Obviously, if you look at Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok, I think you see more impressive performance for cross-gen games, hitting higher levels of fidelity and performance. However, it's a little unfair because that's a single-platform game, so I'm willing to leave a little bit of room for a cross-platform, cross-generationally supported game that will likely struggle with some of these things and again it all comes down to how it was marketed i definitely expected better performance than a high frame rate mode dropping all the way to 1080 and performance mode not really maintaining 60 fps the entire time at the very least when i pick performance mode i want the game to look fine good not amazing good and just maintain that 60 nothing in this game looks that graphically demanding other than draw distance in the open world. I haven't seen anything that is that graphically impressive. Now, I've seen footage of people inside Hogwarts. Inside, like So Hogwarts Legacy lets you just go anywhere you want in, in the School of Hogwarts. And when they're in the School of Hogwarts, I mean, there's some crazy lighting and reflections and shading that if you turn everything all the way on, this game is actually quite beautiful. I actually think they did a very good job. It stands to get nominations for probably art direction, maybe soundtrack and RPG as well. I don't see it winning Game of the Year, but I do think the art direction is going to draw some attention. So... If you're looking at the graphical fidelity of the game and you don't really see a lot of that high-level next-gen performance and promises, you would have thought that it would have been able to be a little bit more stable. Maybe some patches will bring some stability, which leads me to my next question. The real question that people have to be asking is, was the old-gen delayed to help with optimization and graphical feature downgrades and removal of some graphical features, or was it to limit bad PR? Are we looking at another cyberpunk situation? Is the game just too large in size and scope to run well on old gen? That happened with cyberpunk. As they developed it, it just got too big and too cumbersome for the old systems. And Hogwarts Legacy is certainly a pretty ambitious title. If you've seen the size of the map that got leaked, It is a pretty big game, and it's pretty dense. It is, I think, been an anticipated game for a very long time, and the largest potential footprint of sales is actually the PS4 and the Nintendo Switch. When you add up all those consoles, this game stands to be the most commercially successful game of 2023. My advice to anybody considering getting this for the Xbox One or the PS4 is to wait for performance reviews or maybe wait until you have a next-gen console. We're hearing good things from everybody that is playing the game. I've been talking to people in my Discord and my chat. They're playing it on the PS5. Some people are playing it on the Series X. The only most noticeable performance difference I saw between the Series X and the PS5 was the PS5 had a quicker load time. It was loading in sections around 4 and 5 seconds, and it was like around 7 seconds on the Series X. So it had about a 2-second advantage in load time, which... That might not seem like a big deal, but two seconds can, you know, feel like a long time for people that want things to load instantaneously, but load times are present in the game. That is another thing that doesn't feel very next-gen. A lot of next-gen games now have virtually no load time at all. The other thing to consider in this equation is the Switch. The Nintendo Switch is going to potentially be the bigger market for this game. Now, PS4 
versus the Switch with Harry Potter fans. I don't know where that lands, but the Nintendo Switch has insane market saturation. It will likely, I think, need to join the ranks of other games on the Switch that run on the cloud. If you're unaware of this, games like Dying Light 2, Hitman 3, Playtale Requiem, Resident Evil Village, they're they're on the Switch, which seems crazy, but they're on the Switch because they run on the cloud. Now, some games are landing in the 70s on Metacritic. I went and looked. They said, okay, how are games faring inside of the Nintendo Switch Cloud ecosystem? Are they getting decent reviews? Are they getting good reception? Some games were landing in the 70s, but then Resident Evil Village Cloud version had like a 36. Users were very unhappy with that game and the performance. So it could go either way. There's not I don't have a whole lot of confidence in games running on the Nintendo Switch Cloud, especially games of this size and scope. So if you're anticipating getting this in July, I believe it's like July 25th or something like that. It's practically the end of July. On the Nintendo Switch, again, you may want to wait. You may want to see, okay, I don't know if I want to get this thing. I'm going to wait for performance reviews because that is going to be a huge indicator on whether or not it is an enjoyable game to play. Okay, lastly, I do want to say this because I know this comes up all the time. My final point in my sort of opening monologue here. None of this is proof that the PS5 and the Xbox Series X are too weak given that the game doesn't even get the smoothest performance on PC either. We saw freezing issues and stuttering and performance complaints from people on PC, and frame rate drops are even happening in the PC tests that I looked at. Nothing significant, the game's not broken, but I certainly think there are elements of this game that are performing poorly, and it has nothing to do with the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series X. We're looking at another game that I think failed to hit the top shelf levels of optimization, but it is certainly good enough to ship, purchase, and play. My conclusion is, nothing about Hogwarts Legacy performance reviews and tests indicates that the game is broken or bad or not worth playing, but it does raise concerns about just how well the large game of this size and of this scope, how well it's going to run on older and weaker systems. Just look at the performance on the Series S as sort of a trajectory of where you're headed if you buy this game on an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4. Now, the PlayStation 4 Pro and the Xbox One X may get better performance. We do know there's actually more memory in the Xbox One X versus the Series S, so we'll have to wait and see if maybe that gives it a slight edge. But those of you on the classic versions of those consoles, the PS4, and the Xbox One, you really want to consider the trajectory that the game's performance is likely going to be put on. This is a concern compounded by just how many PlayStation 4s and Nintendo Switches are in circulation, which increases the consumer impact that this could have if it is a cyberpunk level of old-gen performance. You're talking about a very, very massive audience of people that could buy this game and feel like they got absolutely taken for a ride. No pun intended. So, if this game is in fact another cyberpunk situation, they seemingly dodged that bullet by staggering the release date. They're getting great review scores now. Uh, they're getting they're gets getting well received. The commercial success is probably undoubted. I, I saw three hundred and fifty something thousand people had wishlisted it on Steam, according to the Steam's database API. 
and uh, it, it is going to be obviously I think one of the more popular titles this year it just stands to I think inquiry and a little bit of patience as to whether or not this game is worth playing on the old gen systems right now I'm telling people to wait I'm not telling you to not buy it I'm just saying probably the one to hold off on if you're still in the middle of the old gen systems and the next gen consoles that are available right now so that is the show open about a 20 minute show open i hope that's enough info i hope that's enough things to help you make a decision good morning good afternoon and good evening we have had an insane start to the day we already have 55 members teddy went a little crazy at the opening of the day and g-dog went very crazy so i already owe you 10 i'm gonna start waiting to gift these members until the end it'll give people a reason to stick around it'll reward the more loyal viewers who watch the whole show or who stay till the very end so i will always make good on what i owe you so if again this hits 100 again i'll i'll give you guys the amount that you deserve love the shirt today yeah another we have another let me turn the timer on we have another into the am shirt that i am wearing and this is one of my favorites uh it's one of my favorites it's like some spaceman with just dripping liquid it's just awesome it's an awesome shirt make sure and use my code over there and i am wearing the horizon frames from gamer advantage if you want to check those out <clears throat> Sorry, but I'm in love with this game. Good to hear, Bellex. Good to hear. Make sure you guys are smashing the like button. Let's set our sights on 200 likes. That would be amazing. We already have 100 likes. We already have 1,000 likes over on the Tickety Talk. Wow, there's a lot of people over here, 60-something people. If I wasn't reading chat, that's how the show opens. I kind of go through a monologue. I had, I don't even know how many pages of notes this morning. I had eight pages of notes about... Hogwarts Legacy, just trying to give people an idea of why I'm saying why I'm saying you might want to hold off buying this on the old gen system. You ordered three shirts yesterday. Thank you so much, Casey Davidson. I appreciate that very much. What's good, Captain Toasty Buns? What's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. You ordered three. Oh, wow. You guys went crazy. They're going to be very happy with uh, with that. That's really, really good. That's awesome. That is a lot of, uh, of shirts. Lono has uh, drip today. I have drip today. My, I, I've been, I've been kind of feeling my my hair when it gets a little bit longer, and my glasses and all that. So again, big thanks to G Dog and Teddy. If you guys want to get a gifted membership, one of the best ways to get a gifted membership is to be here as often as you can. So we're seeing here uh, one of the earlier steps where you're going to be doing some symbol pathing uh, to unlock something. And that is, uh, er, this is very early in the game. So this is, none of this is like spoiler material. This is stuff that happens in probably the first 15 minutes of the game. No major story spoilers in my coverage. I will be diving into Hogwarts Legacy gameplay for my second show today. Um, Why is there a delay? Optimizing controls could be a thing. I am open to the fact that Hogwarts Legacy's release date on the old-gen systems is primarily been staggered for optimization. I'll, I'll leave room for that, right? Sorry, I will leave room for that. I will. But, but, looking at the performance that we're seeing right now, you know, you can, you can, you can look at the, you can look at the El, El Analista de Beats channel I don't know, man. I, I, I'm looking at that thinking, ah, this game runs fine. It, it runs fine. 
So if 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 it's going to run fine on a PS5 and a Series X, I think it's totally fair to say this this game might struggle on the old systems. I mean, I don't know what else they could turn down. They like think about the fact that if you if you run like like let's just just analyze this just for just a second. This right here, okay? If you want to run, you know, as high frame rate as possible, they're dropping next gen systems to 1080, okay? And this is this is probably the better the better one to look at, right? So, right here you can see if you want 60 FPS on the Series S, it's dropping you all the way to 900. So the question you have to ask is just how far can they drop this game's resolution and graphical fidelity on the old gen systems before it starts to look really bad? That's the question, right? At what trajectory are they putting you on? Could it be cloud only on last gen? Says Zubair. I have no idea. I I, I guarantee you it's going to be on cloud. It's going to be on cloud for the Nintendo Switch. I don't see a way around that. I don't. I, I don't see a way around that. I don't see how you would launch this game on the Nintendo Switch in its in its current in its current state, right? I, I don't see it. I'm not like I don't know, man. How on earth are you going to get the areas like this? graphics like this if you've seen some of the boss fights and the, the size and scope of movement and animation sets i'm like brother i th- there's no way this thing's gonna run natively on the switch right there's just no way i, I can't see it uh do 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 this guy said oh tremolo says a few performance issues on the series x but the depth of everything else is seriously amazing you called it much bigger open world and rpg than we anticipated i appreciate you saying that tremolo i I, i'm 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 not too shabby i'm not too shabby at at at, at calling my shots we've we've gotten pretty good at it here it looks like they're having trouble uh with so many players jumping into hogwarts legacy this is finch the cm he says we're experiencing some issues with account linking due to the high demand our teams are quickly uh quickly work to resolve the issue and account linking should be functioning again you will need to fully close and relaunch the game to claim your reward so if you were having trouble with account linking they seemed to have uh to to they have fixed that excuse me Only the weird people who are confused about what they, uh, oh, so I'm not getting into that discussion. I think this will be the last year for old gen and then we'll move on. I think you're probably right, King Dylan. I think we are going to be seeing sort of the last era of cross gen support. I mean, look at look at how many things are happening in this scene. I want you to imagine trying to play this on the Switch, right? You've got you've got a swirling fog in the background, you got reflective water on the ground, you got all the particle effects of everything going on, multiple NPCs, your companion, you know, it just I I'm telling you just the enemy count, NPC count, and graphical depth alone of this little sequence. I just, I don't, I don't. This will 100% have to run. You know, it'll have to run on cloud on the Nintendo Switch. Which again, you have to look at the games that are running on cloud on the Nintendo Switch, and you have to ask yourself, like, is that something that you want to experience? Look at the user response. Look at what people. Uh, you know, have been saying. I, I think that's incredibly important. Reviews, as far as I'm concerned, rock steady uh, as to Batman as avalanches to Harry Potter now. 
Yeah, I think has Avalanche proven themselves with this game, says Goat Reviews. I think so. They are one of the WB Games' best devs now behind NetherRealm and Rocksteady. Would you like to see them take... uh, What would you like to see them make next? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think based on initial reception, they should probably just keep making Harry Potter games. Now, I got news for you. I would imagine as, as long as they ignore Twitter, I don't think they have a reason to stop, right? I guarantee you there are people that work for the company, there are CMs, there are moderators, there are admins that are like, yeah, I don't know if I want to go on that merry-go-round again. People are pretty awful, right? That that could certainly be a problem. You know, people be like, yeah, that was great. That was really fun. We made a ton of money, but I don't know if I want to do that again. I mean, that, that could be something that ends up happening. Graydon with five months says Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts. Let's go. Thank you so much. Jay Murph, I forgot to thank you for your renewal. Love, uh, Lono, if the Series X is getting this kind of performance on a cross-generation game, then I would be worried on how it will perform on next-gen-only games. Thank you for eight months, Jay Murph. I've been trying to draw people's attention to the Series S for a while, uh, and you know, and I, I think people just think I'm being a hater, and that just is that is just not the case. Do you think the $70 price tag is justified? I think it is because of the size of the game. I think we're entering into a landscape where games are going to be $70. And as long as it's a full and complete AAA game, I don't see a problem with charging $70. Right? Surely you can't be a CM and be that put off by some angry virtue signalers. Right, but it's a little bit different than that. They they are 100% targeting people. They're creating databases so that you know, uh, you know who has streamed the game, who's done anything with the game. People are generally being freaking terrible about it. So it's not as it's not as uh, it's not as simple as just being like, oh well, I you know I'll just I'll just work on the next project. If you guys are having some trouble and buffering and having to refresh, I apologize. Our 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 viewership behavior this morning is insane. Um, I'm not sure what's going on. I know YouTube's experimenting with things, and it could be that, but I don't think I've ever gone all the way up to 500 and back down to 400 in a matter of five minutes. So if you're having to refresh or you're getting buffering, that's not on my end. Uh, that could be something that YouTube's doing. Just be aware. Sometimes lowering the resolution helps with that. Like if you're if you're having trouble watching and you're having to refresh. Uh, Xerox coming in with an 8 month renewal and it's a member plus another month goes by fast when you're having fun keep up the good work my guy thank you so much Xerox I appreciate it so so much the more you know yeah we're just in a total free fall right now so YouTube must be having some issues Uh, I am sorry about that uh, just as a reminder, since if the, if the website's going to be messing up, I'll, I'll take a little break to just talk about all the things going on right now. You can get a 20% discount on our Frickmas Blend coffee, which I don't have it in the frame right now. Let me pull it into frame. Uh, Frickmas Roast, you can use code GETFRICKED. Get fricked in February. We've done this before. It's a way to move through our holiday blend, Frickmas Blend. So use code GETFRICKED. Uh, you can go to reforgeroast.com. Uh, if you want to order the coffee or use the coffee command in chat, you can also um, you can also use my shirt command or my glasses command if you want to support those sponsors as well. Alex with a two dollar tip and another two dollar tip says it's unfortunate I travel for work 
uh, and the S is so portable. Yeah, I have found moving my Series X around to be quite easy. I actually have found that to be very easy. Its its box is super reusable. It fits in very, very nicely. Uh, Crimson says, played 16 hours yesterday. Start slow, but I can't put it down now. It is addicting. And the worst part uh, is its turn into a game with winners and losers, not an avenue of change. Yeah, it's, it's basically... It, yeah, I don't even like discussing it because like it's just... You're giving quarter to stupidity and logical fallacies and and morons. It just isn't even worth engaging with. It only gets traction in places where you can't have actual measured conversation because measured conversation it just dissolves the entire the entire discussion. You know what I mean? Companies are charging more for everything because you're too dumb to say no. You're, yeah, that's 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 exactly right. I'm too dumb to say no to prices going up. You know what I'm saying? If I just went into the grocery store and said no whenever the prices went up or, you know, when Blu-ray prices went up and the cost of music went up and renting movies digitally when those prices went up and even buying movies digitally when those prices went up, if I would have just said no, it wouldn't have happened. Like, that's all I had to do. We could have really stopped... You know the global markets from experiencing, uh, you know, inflation and in fluctuations of uh, needed resources and supply and demand movements across channels that are larger than they've ever been. All I had to do was say no, and it wouldn't have happened. It's that simple. There's no nuance to the price increase of objects and items uh, in the modern day market that is now global and no longer local. But you know, if we would have just said no. It, we would have been able to put a stop to all of it. Yeah, it's all my fault. Yeah, I'm too dumb to say no. The funny thing is, every time the discussion of game prices come up, I think the people that forget, they, they, they forget the reality and the history of video games, right? Like, I, the history of video games is that I actually am spending less money than I did when I was a kid, and I'm getting way bigger games. Like, this game for $70... Back in the day, you would have spent 70 or $80 for a video game, which was approximately 100 to $120 back then, according to inflation. So it was a very, very expensive purchase back then to buy a video game. And it would have been a fraction of the size of Hogwarts Legacy. If you look at the size of the map, if you look at the number of quests, if you look at the potential playtime... Um, you know what I'm saying? Fantasy Star 4 was 70 bucks in the 80s. I bought it. Yeah, exactly. The idea that you're somehow getting ripped off or I'm too dumb to not buy games because the price has gone up uh, just absolute staggering $10. Um, you know, I just think it's such a juvenile view of what's going on in video games. It really, really is. Like, I'm very dismissive of people that behave this way because you've not really thought through your position. Twisting words and meaning. Right, as in, if I wouldn't purchase the games, if we, yeah, if we would have just all stopped purchasing games, that would have solved the problem. You're right. That's that's traditionally a very effective way to stop a price hike, is just to not buy things. That's right, yes. Because when demand goes down, commonly the response, you know, from the company is to is to lower 
the prices. Actually, there's a relationship between supply, demand, and price where typically when demand goes down, it doesn't universally lower prices. It can sometimes actually increase prices because less items are being purchased and they need to increase their margins per purchase, which is is if you actually look at it, you would probably then maybe potentially drive up prices or not drive prices up, but increase monetization or other practices for subsidization of the size of these projects. But again, I'm too dumb to, to know what's going on. Hey, Lono, so PS4 is still an option or better PS5. You can buy Hogwarts Legacy for the PS4 and the Xbox One if you would like. It's not coming out until April, April the 4th. And I am, I've been telling people that they should wait. I would wait for performance reviews. You know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say boycott it or don't buy. I'd be like, listen, man, listen, if, if you're if you're going to look at the game over the next two months, you're going to have a very very firm grasp of the size of the game, the replayability, what's the gameplay feel like? Is Hogwarts Legacy gameplay worth worth diving in? Right? You you're going to have a very very broad and good picture of this game over the next two months. So the question at that point will not be, are you going to get your money's worth if you buy Hogwarts Legacy on old-gen consoles? The question will be, how's it going to run? Does that make sense? Like, if you're going to wait all the way until April, why not wait a couple more days and let people do performance reviews? Hogwarts Legacy performance isn't bad, but it certainly isn't impressive. This isn't some incredibly optimized game. Like, typically, if a game's performance and its optimization is at a high threshold, you will hear about that in the reviews and in the breakdowns. You, You will. You will hear about that. We're not hearing that. We're not seeing that. We're, we're seeing, at, at some level, we're seeing quite the opposite, right? Like, I mean, a, a, another, a great screenshot to keep coming back to is the Xbox Series S 900p 60fps. That's very low resolution to hit 60fps. So you just have to wonder, you have to wonder what exactly you're going to get on those older consoles. It's price to storage capabilities. In the late 90s, it was expensive, Some of the cartridges have more bandwidth than the consoles. Okay, I'm not going to dispute the fact that the prices back then were based off of other things, okay? But the scope of the projects, the size of the development companies, the length of time it took them to build those games was a fraction of the cost and size of the games now. Average cost of development, budgetary size, the, the, the scope of the project, the number of employees needed, the number of years needed, the number of potential uh, investors that would be you know allowed to even in, in invest in the project. That drives everything up, right? So... You're, you, you can't compare and say, oh, but the cartridges costs all this money. That's why the video games were more expensive. Okay, well, I'll see your cartridge cost and raise you, I don't know, quadruple the size of budgets, quadruple the size of development teams. So if you're willing to pay more for a cartridge back in the day because of the cost of plastic and shipping and housing the cartridges, 
Why are you not willing to pay more for games that are significantly larger than those games as far as replayability, as far as size and scope of where you can do what you can do and what you can experience, and the number of people and hours and time of production to ship to market is significantly greater. So, like, your willingness to pay more back then because it's plastic, but you're not willing to pay more for games that are significantly larger doesn't make sense to me. The value transmission is significantly greater now what did the plastic of the nintendo cartridge make you feel good at night did it give you snuggles and kisses who cares about that compare ocarina of time in size and scope to breath of the wild and then just be quiet just be quiet about it like again it's it's absolutely inconsistent to be like yeah it was totally fine to charge that much money back then for cartridges because the cost of cartridges were really expensive okay cost of video game production is higher than it was back then size of the development companies are higher back then and the games are bigger the games are bigger you could probably put an entire collection of video games inside of Hogwarts Legacy as far as the, 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 the map size and the quests and all the places you can go. You could probably put like 50 games inside of this game, but you're not willing to spend an extra $10. Developers made better games with fewer people. That, that's subjective. Arguing that games were better back then is not something that's objectively true or demonstrable because yeah, that's just purely your opinion. So you're going to go back and play, like, what? The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past and argue that it's better than Hogwarts Legacy? That's a false equivalency anyway. You can't even compare the titles because they're not even the same ballpark. That would be like comparing uh, a, an early edition Game Boy game to uh, an online MMO mobile game of today. You can't even compare them. It would be like comparing an ant to Mount Everest. They're so different in size and scope and substance and replayability. Goldeneye was dope, though. I've been playing Goldeneye on my Xbox, and I, I got news for you. That, that game is, 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 a, is a matchbook in comparison to the library of content that you get in just one game. Now, just one game is, is, is 100 times larger than those games back then. Now, bigger doesn't always mean better. That's not what I'm arguing. Night Fury, thanks for sending some corn and some roses over here on the tickety talk it doesn't pop up because i have the large chat they need to update that just because i run large chat doesn't mean i want to see those announcements if you guys are just tuning in we are asking the question should you wait to get hogwarts legacy on old gen consoles i am cautioning people to do that right i'm cautioning people to to wait because i actually think the performance that we're seeing hogwarts legacy performance is fine it's fine, okay? It's not bad, but it certainly isn't great. And I think it's a cause for concern to say, you know what? Uh, we should probably wait, okay? Cross-gen game as an example. So, the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X hit 1080-30 in Dying Light 2 balance mode, and then the Xbox One landed at 864-30 and the PlayStation 4 A6430. And, and, and Dying Light 2 is probably arguably in a similar lane of like draw distance and graphical fidelity as Hogwarts Legacy. I would say they're in a similar, they're not identical, but you know what I'm saying? Like I would actually say that's a, that's a pretty good measure of where this is likely going to land. 
you're looking at this game probably landing in the 800s on resolution and 30 FPS on the old gen consoles. You have to ask yourself, is that worth it? How's that going to look? You know what I'm saying? You know, it's like I, 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 at this point, at this point, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't. Now, obviously, I have a PlayStation Five and a Series X, and I have a, I, I have a decent gaming rig with the 2080 Ti because I want things to look good. So I wouldn't imagine going back and buying anything on a system like that. But if you've fallen on hard times and you can't get a Series X or a PlayStation Five, well, then, you know, I, I get it do what you can but you know 2002 the cd era 50 games um in 2002 $50 game it's about $81 yeah even back then yeah, even even after i graduated high school i graduated high school in 2000 2 years later 2002 it, it, a video game back then for 50 bucks when you were buying them on a disc, no cartridge, you're buying them for 50 bucks, that's equivalent to $81 today. So you were essentially spending $81 on disc games just just 20 years ago. Just 20 years ago. <laughs> God, you're old, thank you. Thank you everybody over here uh, on the Tickety Talk for, for sharing and liking. You guys are the best, guys. Thanks so much over here on YouTube for smashing the like button. Let's set our sights on 300 likes. We've had a really, really strong start to the day. We will be jumping into Hogwarts Legacy gameplay. It'll be our second show of the day. You won't be able to watch over here on the Tick. You'll have to come over to YouTube uh, and watch it Reforge Gaming. Let me get um, let me get the video up that we that we watched yesterday that I thought was very very good. It was uh, it was ACG's vid. Um, it was ACG's vid. Where is he? I thought his vid had some good stuff in it. Let's get this one up on the screen for you guys periodically just to have some good gameplay. Um, there we go. Just some different things to take a peek at here. Be sure to support these guys. How can you dismiss 99% of irrelevant conversation boggles my mind? I'm not sure I'm dismissing 99% of irrelevant conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm literally giving you the facts. Like, it, it, like, okay, ignore ignore cost of the items. CDs, cartridges, whatever. Ignore that. What you're saying is, is back then it was okay to charge the equivalent of $80 to $100 for a video game because of the device that it came on there was a cost associated with production that was it, that's fine to dump that onto the consumer okay you would then therefore have to justify and claim logically according to your own argument i'm using your argument this is not my argument i'm using yours to dissolve itself okay you would then therefore have to prove that there has not been any increase in production costs but a decrease in production costs to bring you a game like Hogwarts Legacy. You would miserably fail in that effort. You would not be able to say the 50 to $60 game I bought 20 years ago cost more to make than Hogwarts Legacy. You would fail in that effort. And then in failing to do that, you would fundamentally dissolve your own argument. Your own premise, your own starting position undercuts your conclusion because you are totally fine with games costing more back then because it was related to a production cost 
the only way to maintain your position would be to argue that production cost of games has gone down. You can't do that. You would fail in that effort, making your making your argumentation null in void. Like, it doesn't function. It breaks down. Okay? That's not my argument. That's your argument folding in on itself when applied appropriately, not just cherry-picking and acting like a price increase is just an automatic, you know, cash grab. Like, speaking in, like, platitudinous hallmark statements. You know what I mean? Now, I I, I believe this is going to be $60 on old-gen systems. So, no matter how you shake it, Hogwarts Legacy on old-gen systems is a full-priced AAA game, okay? And you have to decide... If you're still playing on a PlayStation 4, if you're still playing on an Xbox One, you have to decide what level of performance that you're okay with, right? Definitely going to wait to buy Hogwarts Legacy. I can say right now, it looks worth purchase on next gen, according to reviews, according to performance, all of those things, I think it's worth purchase. You know what I'm saying? Guys, we have 517 people here. If you are enjoying the show, there is a really easy way to help more people find this video. Smash that thumbs up button. Hit subscribe. You All you have to do to talk in my chat, it's totally free, is hit subscribe. And I, you can talk in my chat. I want to hear from you. Feel free to enter the debate. Feel free to commentate on the gameplay or maybe say where you're planning on buying it. Are you planning on waiting? Is there anybody here right now that's still on old gen? I would, I would really, really want to know. The storage, bro. The storage medium is the basis of the conversation. You need to compare storage prices of today uh, by bit per bit and then apply relevant inflation prices. No, but again, you're fundamentally failing to substantiate the fact that production costs of video games today have gone down. Until you can substantiate that, your argument's dead and on the floor. Your, your argument's dead and on the floor. Just because there was a storage cost associated with the production of games back then doesn't substantiate the position that st- the production costs are lower now. Let's grant your premise that storage costs were really expensive l- back then and the chipsets and the storage that they had to use in the cartridges drove prices up. Explain that to me about CDs then. In the era where they were putting games on CDs or D- DVDs, you were going to the store and you were buying a disc, right? And you were spending 50 to $60, which is between 80 and $90 according to inflation. So you were totally fine in 2002 buying a game for approximately 80 to 90 dollars according to inflation but now if games go up to 70 which is still cheaper than they were 20 years ago you're like oh but storage but storage but storage cds were dirt cheap and you were paying the equivalent of 80 to 90 dollars again you're 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 not able to substantiate your position by actually looking at a logical economic trajectory breakdown of inflation, cost of games, production of games, scope and size of development companies. You can't substantiate the position. It's literally just angry Karen economist like armchair economist acting like, "Well, they they should be able to give these games away for $20." Like according to what? Maybe do some research into the razor-thin margins of video games before you start talking about how greedy they're being. This will help. Final Fantasy VII was, uh, at the time, the most expensive video game ever produced, with a development budget between forty and $45,000... Uh, $40 million 
and 45 million dollars equivalent to 76 million today so what's the average so obviously yeah so 40 to 45 million was that was that was then and, and final fantasy 7 was one of the most expensive games back then to make what are what are budgets landing in now two and three times that right like games of this size are probably around the 100 million mark i would think one to 200 million easy again production has has tripled and quadrupled for some of these companies let alone you're talking about hogwarts legacy you're talking about games like star wars you're talking about games where licensure and royalty splits are a part of the deal so you can't drive costs down when there's more hands in the pot You've got a publisher, you've got licensure, you've got maybe outsourced development, you've got outsourced quality assurance, you've got all these different things that you didn't have to do back then. None of that was associated. They literally hired Hollywood A-list actors to do voice acting for Hogwarts Legacy. How many times can you boot up a game from back in the day and even hear an actual well-known person? Somehow you think those plastic cartridges were cheaper than securing digital delivery. These devs don't own the infrastructure that makes digital delivery possible. They have to pay to use it. Another example of, like, there's so much nuance to the discussion. You can't just be like, it's $10 more, they're being greedy. CDs were cheap to produce, but previous prices set a precedent. That's what businesses do. Cheaper to production, same prices. Okay. And? And? 20 years later, production costs have doubled, tripled, and quadrupled for some of these studios. Where's that money going to come from? No, I've not watched The Last of Us yet. I'm going to wait and binge it. Record profits. If by profits you mean gross revenue, ignoring the inflation increases, operating costs devalues the value of the gross revenue relative to the previous years. Right, exactly. Like, if you want to talk about record profits and record revenue, you're acting like every video game is experiencing that. Right? So, let's imagine that Sony and Microsoft are swimming in, like, Grooge McDuck levels of money. Does that mean that Avalanche and WB and every company associated with Hogwarts Legacy is also experiencing record profits? And record record, uh, revenue? Techno says, cartridges were made with custom PCB. They're not economically feasibly to mass produce. CDs, however, were standardized and had mass production lines already set up from other industries. There's plenty of games on Steam that cost $5. They don't have a $100 million budget. Right, yeah. Sony's profit margin last year was 10%, only 10%. Right, exactly. So, like, yeah, they generate a ton of revenue, but as far as profit in, is concerned, those margins are incredibly important for future investment, expansion, more, you know, more companies, uh, you know, in reinvesting in your existing developers, maybe buying a developer. You know what I'm saying? Guys, as a reminder, if you're a fan of Reforge Roast Coffee and you want to stock up on the Frickmas Roast, that's our holiday blend. February is the month to do that. Get fricked in February. Use code get fricked and you'll get 20% off. Everybody stocked up yesterday. People were doing five bags uh, because the 20% off basically makes shipping free on five bags and knocks so much off your cost. So grab yourself five bags, get a box of coffee, and the shipping basically is free because of the discount from the, from the code. Basically knocks more than the cost of shipping off. And do me a favor. Let's hit 300 likes. Come on. 
hit that thumbs up we got a lot of people watching right now i don't know where you're watching from i don't know where y'all have found me from but we got a very very good amount of people here uh we have been trying some new things with the way uh, that we title our content and we're getting a ton of people in here from browse and suggest that means you may have been watching another YouTube video and you decided to click on mine if that is the case then do me a favor uh, do me a favor and click uh, the subscriber button and then say hello say hey I'm enjoying the show I think this show's crap I think your argumentation's good I think your argumentation's bad whatever you think about what's going on feel free to weigh in as a brand new subscriber and a viewer of the content. I do keep it safe for work. One of the things I noticed about Hogwarts Legacy, I first booted it up this morning, is the number of accessibility features and customization features that are in the game that will likely get glossed over because all the people that you know really want to triumph and sing the praises of games adding accessibility will likely not want to do that uh, for fear of you know reprisal and hate. But there's actually a lot of accessibility features and things in the game, as well as just customization features for, you know, performance. Wanted to give my two cents about legacy media formats. Games should be more expensive, but microtransactions on top of premium box price is a major turnoff for me. Yeah, but here's the problem with people that are like, if the game is full price, you can't have microtransactions. Okay, well, if a game is full price without microtransactions, then don't expect to play it beyond the month that it launched in. Checkmate. That's a checkmate. You see do you see what I did? Like you can't apply that axiom universally. If a game is full price, it can't have microtransactions. Cool. Concluding uh concluding what would that be? Concluding statement? I don't know. Uh yeah, but I don't know what you would call that logically. It's it's a it's a conclusion that I think is fair. It's, it, it is. If you're like, it's a full price game, it can't have microtransactions. Yeah, sure. Don't expect to play it after the month that it launches in then. Unless you're just going to keep replaying it. Like, don't expect new content. Don't expect ongoing support. Don't expect more to the game. Don't. You're not going to play it beyond about a month. And if you do play it beyond a month, you're just going to replay it. Right? Is that fair, though? You can play Breath of the Wild for a while and go back to it. Sure, and if you play it beyond that month, you're still playing the vanilla version. Maybe I need to be more exhaustive in my comeback, Sandy. If you don't want a full-price game to have microtransactions, never expect the game to change after that first month. You're always going to be playing the vanilla version of the game. Sure, you can get a lot out of the vanilla version of Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Breath of the Wild, But that's it. That's the game. If you want to play a game beyond that first month and actually have things added, support, ongoing experiences, then there needs to be microtransactions. How are you going to subsidize it? Even if it's DLC or a season pass, that's still a form of microtransaction. You're not buying a full game. You're doing a smaller purchase within the game. That's That's the point. I love your insight. It's super nuanced and actually surprisingly helpful. However, the Alex Jones vibe is a bit of a turnoff. Then frick off and don't come back. That's fair. I guess DLC does count as microtransactions. Anything that you spend that isn't the vanilla purchase of the game 
like that's not at all that that that's a microtransaction now that's not you buying a pair of glasses or a cape okay that that like that that's not you buying a cape or a hat or a a, a, a horse right that not at all I'm, I'm talking about if you buy the game at full price and you don't want any extra purchases in the game ever again, then you will only ever play and get to enjoy the vanilla version of the game. That's it. That's all you're going to get. Like, that's my point. That axiom only works with games that are like, here's the game. A, a great example of this. God of War Ragnarok. $70 game, zero microtransactions, and guess what? If you play the game two months after release, three months after release, that's all you get. That That's all, that's all you get. You just get the vanilla version of the game. All right? Now, Horizon Forbidden West. Look at what we have. We have a DLC on the horizon. If I want to play an expanded or updated or supported version of Forbidden West after launch, what do I have to do? I have to do a microtransaction. It's not it's not a it's not a uh it's not it's not you buying a game. DLC isn't a microtransaction? Yes it is. A microtransaction is a smaller purchase of anything additive to the experience. You can you can shuffle things around and you could try to argue that well expansions aren't microtransactions or season passes aren't microtransactions. What does the dollar amount matter? Was wondering do you have a mocha type flavor coffee? I believe our dark roast has has a chocolate flavor undertone to it. I believe is Loney bragging again? What's good, Derek? What's good? Like, I consider 99 cents, 499 a microtransaction, DLC close to an expansion to a, to a game. So 49.99 season pass to Marvel Midnight Suns is a microtransaction, no way. But oh, but but don't you see, Joey? Don't you see? Is it just the price point then? Is it just the price point? Because there are season passes that are $10. Is that a microtransaction? But if a season pass is $50, it's not a microtransaction? That's totally subjective. That means the goalpost moves every time the price changes. So if if the if the $49.99 Marvel Midnight Sun season pass goes on sale for $10, did it suddenly just become a microtransaction? It transformed? SDO with a two-spot. Never got the anti-microtransaction issue. It's optional. And the two-spot from NC. Oh, I answered two-spot from NC. Thank you guys so much. You guys, I believe they have added gifted members on multiple platforms. Now, if you want to gift some members on YouTube, I will make good on my promise. I currently owe you guys 10 members. You can click the dollar sign at the bottom of the chat and see if you can't help us push this goal even higher. We're pushing for 2,000 members if you guys want to have the uh, the Star Wars watch party that we do with my wife. We've already done two of them, episode one and two. So thank you to G-Dog and Teddy for doing this this morning. They already got a crazy amount for us. 
Microtransactions wasn't a thing, yet DLCs and expansions were. DLCs and expansions, by definition, aren't microtransactions. Okay, we don't need to pedantically decide what a microtransaction is. The point is, when someone says a full-price game shouldn't have a microtransaction, it's no different than the people that got mad that Spider-Man had planned DLC when it launched. It's no different. The game comes pre-baked with things that you can buy. Like, that's the point that I'm making. Now, if you want to get more nuance in your position and be like, full price games, thank you for the gifted member tree. it went to Scruffs, there we go. You guys can gift one member at a time, you don't have to do like the big huge member bombs. I know guys in chat like to flex, but you can help pay it forward one member at a time. Like, don't let these guys, you know, intimidate you with their, uh, their big member bombs. Like, it, it, if you're going to be more nuanced in your position, then I think maybe it's a more sustainable position to be like, listen, a fully priced game can have expansions in DLC, but a full price game shouldn't have any microtransactions. There shouldn't be a cosmetic store. Okay. At le- that's at least a reasonable position. I-, I still think it's difficult for that position to, to, to survive because again not every game fits into that nice clean cut of well uh, let, let, let's take let's take Diablo 4 as an example Diablo 4 is going to be a fully priced game okay there's also going to be expansions there's also going to be seasons now Diablo has said their seasons are totally free and then they have the annual expansions that will likely cost money Now, if they wanted to, every single time they did a season in Diablo 4, if they wanted to charge 10 bucks for some kind of a battle pass, I'd be like, that's totally fine. Like, it's an ongoing game. Like, it's no different than the battle passes and the season passes you buy in a game like Destiny or Fortnite. An ongoing game that continues to get support and updates and changes and blah, blah, blah. Right? Don't you see? Like, that'd be fine if Diablo did that. That wouldn't be bad if it is on mobile now a little behind yeah it is it's added but I don't know if it's on iPhone it'll probably never be on the iPhone but it is on Android like so I'm willing to concede that DLC and expansions aren't technically microtransactions but you gotta be real specific if you're gonna say a full price game should never have microtransactions Okay. What about an ongoing game? What about a live service game? What about a live service game with battle passes? What about an ongoing live service game with servers and maintenance and and monthly to weekly patches and updates? How do you subsidize that with just the initial purchase? Like, you know, I, I don't, I don't need to push back on the position to be right about like, well, DLCs are microtransactions. I can concede that point, but like, okay, fine. Microtransactions are in their own category, separate from DLCs and expansions, but you've really got to question what would you allow in a game type that isn't a one-off game? There are $70 games that are out of the box wanting to go beyond that first month. Is that wrong? Are you getting ripped off? I don't think so. Now, good news is there are no microtransactions in Hogwarts Legacy. It's a full price game. There are no microtransactions. Now, there is an initial microtransaction 
you get the deluxe edition and you get an outfit and a, and a, and a mount and you get access to, access to extra content, okay? So, but it's not ongoing microtransactions. There's not some cosmetic store. Sorry, Lono, can't afford to sub or gift subs due to spending money on all the live services. Just kidding. <laughs> that, that's, that's good, Quintar. I didn't like Diablo 2 Remastered. I wanted them to modernize things like stamina and potion stacking. I would love microtransactions in Hogwarts Legacy. I want three more. I want more mount skins, wardrobe, etc. That's why games. There are games like God of War and games like COD and so on. What experience do you want? Exactly, exactly. Like you've got to be careful when you draw those lines. It's like, well, yeah. I, I guess there are some games where it's fine. Yeah, full price, no need for micros, but. It is nuts to me that we live in an era where we now pay less for games that are 10 times longer, and when given the option to get even more of a great game, we complain. <laughs> right, exactly, Derek. Like, we just reminisced. I, you know, I was just in Ohio, and we reminisced with Goldeneye. And then we really reminisced. My dad got a cable to let him hook up the Coleco, okay? Those, those games are, they're pinnacle in their industry at some level these are history impacting games in a piece of plastic this game that impacted a generation that led to what we're doing right now right there's probably somebody that designed a character in this game that touched a Coleco game when they were a kid okay so you have but you have to look at them in context and say those games are they're they're like they're like a microcosm of what we get to experience now. They're so small. They're so short. There's there, there's nothing to them. Just the menu in this game is more substantive and has more data in it than the entire game of Donkey Kong. You see what I'm saying? Like you you have to look at how much you're getting comparatively looked up the numbers uh, for storage price argument. So Parasito discovered that uh, it was around $6.33 a meg back in the Nintendo 64. Okay. What's the difference? Is it going up, Parasito? Is this, is this going up? Like, a do- like a, what 19 cents a gig now it looks like we're getting a far better deal now according to this I'm old and I remember paying 80 bucks on Street Fighter 2 back in the day I have no problems with game prices going up like Lona said you get so much more for your money no storage prices have always dropped exponentially right but I think that adds credence to what he was trying to say right Creature says we should rename the membership levels to cosmetics, DLC, expansion, and live service. That's right. That's right. He was basically saying that. He was saying the cost of storage back then was really, really expensive. He was justifying why a cartridge was essentially, you know, 80 to 100 bucks back then. You were spending 50 to 70, but according to inflation, you were spending around 100 to 120 dollars on games back then. Games have multiple ways to make extra revenue. They sell books, merch, uh, Halo sold nail polish. They already have a million ways to make money. $70 for a game is just bending over. I just think your position is too extreme to survive. 
it's too extreme it's too ideological it's not facts based it's not it's not logically reasoned it just feels it's ideologically based it's based on an ideology i i you, you haven't won me over at all I didn't catch why storage cost was controlling in that argument. I even granted him that point, though, Zubair. I said, okay, fine. It was way more expensive to put games on a cartridge back in the day because of storage costs. Okay, that justified the price. Therefore, you have established a premise that production costs justify a higher or a premium price. Ergo, if production costs today are higher than they were back then they would be justified in charging more money that places an impetus on him to create a fact-based argument that production costs of video games are lower than they were back then and he will not be able to do that he knows he can't do that that makes his that makes his position dead it's defunct you you cannot you cannot use in your argumentation, yeah, it's fine. Pr- production being expensive or an element of production being expensive justifies the high price. It justifies the premium price. Okay, then you'd have to substantiate and argue and demonstrate in the market right now that the production cost of video games has gone down. And you can't do that. Therefore, he inadvertently has argued in support of the $70 price hike. By accident, he's argued for that. Modern production costs are not efficient nor cost effective. Okay, but then you'd have to analyze every single company and every single business structure of developers across the globe and 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 determine that according to you, they're not efficient or cost effective. What are what what measurement, what what market analysis, what uh, what business analysis are you using to come to that conclusion? How many developers are there in the world that create games at the scope of Hogwarts Legacy? How many? Uh, maybe a hundred, fifty to a hundred developers, probably in this in this spectrum of size. What 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 analysis are you bringing to the table to claim that? So that would then mean we're paying seventy because they're bad at they're bad at efficiency and being cost effective. Why we are going about cost of games uh, when eggs out here being double the price they used to be? But, well, and that's what I said. I, the, the prices of stuff is just going up, uh, just going out all the time. I discovered you a few days ago, and you've been spitting facts. Love the content. Keep going. Thank you. I am sorry if I'm slow to respond over here on the on the tickety talk. I need the ability to stream over here with a stream key so I can fold the chats into one, and I don't have the ability to do that just yet, so I I sometimes fail to look over here. How do you like the game? I will be playing it this afternoon on my YouTube channel, Reforge Gaming. I can't stream it over here because I don't have a stream key, so if you want to watch me play it, I'll be playing it uh, for my second show today. As a consumer, shouldn't we always fight for cheaper prices? Why should we worry if it's good for the, the industry? You're ro- oh man, you're so close, Dmax. You all, you almost, you all, you're like right there. Why should we care if something's good for the industry? Because if something's bad for the industry, it can have a diluting and destructive effect on it. Like you can, you can harm it. Like imagine that there was a local restaurant, okay? And you really like this local restaurant. They have amazing food, okay? But they printed and published 
some coupon deal through Groupon that was bleeding them. And if people continued to use the Groupons and they were legally obligated to honor them, it was going to harm them. And if the manager and the owner tried to reason with people and said, listen, this was a mistake, and if you continue to use these, you're going to bleed us. We're going to have to close down. Well, shouldn't we as the consumer always fight for the lowest price? Why should I be concerned if this is bad for the industry? Because the restaurant's going to close down, bro. Like you're there, or, or they'll just cut all their menu items and they'll lower uh, staff and then service will suck, menu items will disappear, and you'll have an inferior experience. And, oh, I don't know, maybe the prices will go up after all the Groupons run out. You see what I'm saying? You, you, you can't just act as if Oh, no, it's totally fine if something's bad for the industry or bad for the developers or bad for the companies. That If if you act just totally, you know, neutral in it, like, oh, it doesn't matter. Well, the inefficient government-infused population with copious amounts of cash. Oh. Why is it always... Why are, why are, why are you guys always on this? I don't get it. I don't get it. it, it to me, it, it's always ba- it's always baffling that people that'll bang on the drum of the free market get really angry when prices go up. Like, <laughs> question: Do you still have a spreadsheet? What's good, Hilly? Wanting the thing for the least money possible is why we have Krabby McDonald's burgers at every off-ramp in the country and about seven mom-and-pop burger joints. The push for cheap can go wrong. Well, right, it has a diluting effect. Like, you don't have all these amazing local burger joints with high-quality, locally-sourced beef that tastes amazing. Like, come to my house, I'll buy ground beef from the local butcher that's locally sourced from a local farm, I'll make you a burger that'll blow your hair back. But that... That you, you can't get that at most restaurants now. Same argument companies are making now to raise prices. Oh, it's inflation, but corporations are making record profits. Free markets had nothing to do with government printing money. I didn't say that they were related. And the cost of video games going up is not related to the government printing money. That's a non sequitur. You haven't demonstrated how the cost of video game prices going up, which was, which there were whispers and murmurs of this for the last five years, because anybody that looked at the history of video games knew it was coming. It happened with Blu-ray. It happened with not just Blu-ray. It happened with movies and it happened with CDs like digital entertainment. As we know it, prices went up movie theaters. Prices went up, right? And if you want to look at it like unidimensionally and be like, it's the government's fault. I, you know, I, I feel like you would fail an economics class. You know what I'm saying? You would like sit on the teaching of Thomas Sowell and they'd be like asking for nuanced explanations for like global market fluctuations and supply and demand. And when a supply chain gets choked or when natural resources start to plummet in certain areas and you'd be like, well, it's the government's fault. And you'd be like, okay, F you failed. Like, it's not, it's never that simple. Is the government a factor? Well, of course they are. You can't act like they're not a factor. They love to launch inefficient, expensive programs. (laughs) They're very good at it. But that has nothing to do with $70 video games. 
You want me to be happy and just accept companies raise prices? I love your content, but I'm never going to agree with that. I never said that you should be happy about it. Did I once this morning say you should be happy about it? <laughs> Make them eighty dollars. Here you go. No, I I I didn't argue that. If anything, Master Jazz, I've been very consistent on this. Totally fine to raise the price of video games. But if you're going to put yourself in the market at $70, you better deliver premium content because that's the premium price. There are games for $30 like Hi-Fi Rush. There are games for $40 or $50. There are games that are $60. And then there are games that are $70. If you are going to charge $70, you better bring a premium product. It's why I criticized Gotham Knights. It's why I criticized Playtale Requiem. And there was a game recently that I took to task for this. You're going to walk into the market and say, yep, we're $70 game. I did that with the Dead Space remake. I, I, I didn't look at the Dead Space remake and see a premium top shelf product. It was a $60 really good looking remaster. I don't want to have that debate. But you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm not telling you to be happy about it. I'm saying this is a reality. And, like, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, when that game launches, if it's 70, I have no problem with that. Because it is going to be a hundred times the size of The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, which cost me more money. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, who cares about that, Skiffy? People are going to be nasty. People betray people betray who they really are in moments like this. They betray who they really are. Still crap, in my opinion, when a console game is 70 and then simultaneously it's 60 on Steam. Right, right. Captain Crunch, I that right there is uh, you know, I I th- that's not something that you can really defend economically. That's a choice that PlayStation and, and Xbox have made. They have said we want pricing parity. If we're going to be putting our games at 70, we want pricing parity. These big titles should be 70. That's their choice as a business and the market will respond. And if you look at PlayStation sales, it hasn't really caused even a smidgen of problem. It, it hasn't. So, like, again, you 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 get to... Uh, yeah, Eugene considers a convenience tax. <laughs> you can be cheaper on Steam. I might just buy it on PC instead. Yeah, I won't. I will willingly spend the extra $10 to have it on my console. I will willingly spend the extra ten dollars having my console. I love the I love the the Slytherin robes. Exactly. It seems like people are running through the content uh, of Hogwarts. Oh, Hogwarts Legacy quickly. I don't think the price is justified. Okay. I I I listened to at least two different reviews and read two different reviews. One review was at fifty hours and hadn't yet gotten close to the end of being done with the game yet one person was at 27 hours they were in progress and they said there was no end in sight I would say that the price is well worth it at that point 
Would you go read Game Rant where they said that they thought there was too much dialogue and there was too many quests and they skipped dialogue and they fast traveled a bunch and they beat the game faster than it was claimed could be beaten? I could do that with any game. Give me a game, give me the average campaign length of completion and I can beat it if I skip cutscenes and dialogue. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, I, I didn't find that review to be compelling at all. They basically admitted... I heard a guy say he finished at 20. That was the Game Rant article. The Game Rant article, he said that they, they finished a campaign in around 20. That's the same guy that said there was too much dialogue and a lot of fast traveling. So he was constantly using fast travel to complete his quest, and he was skipping dialogue. It, like, Imagine playing a game where there are NPCs everywhere, side quests, conversations to be had, and being like, there's too much dialogue. So you got to contrast that guys. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and convince you to get the game, but I'm saying you got to take that review with all the other reviews that are well past 20 hours saying this is amazing, I'm having a great time. ACG said after 50 hours he never once felt fatigued or bored. I yeah, I I, I would say you got to be careful with someone who basically admitted they flew through the game to get their review out. Like I'm not trying to throw shade, but when I read that review, I was like, this guy just tried to fly through the game to write his review. That's a terrible way. You know what I mean? That's a terrible way to play the game. He just said too much dialogue, not that he skipped it. Chris, do you honestly think he got through the campaign in 20 hours after saying there was too much dialogue? You think he never skipped a single moment of dialogue? He also said that the, the, the quests had way too much fast traveling, right? He likely was then, instead of just doing the quests and roaming around and exploring, he was just ding, 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 ding. Again, you can do that in any game. You can take, you can optimize the fun out of a game. You're like, oh, it's, oh, it's, it's just short. What? What? What do you, What? I love exploring and opening chests on games. Yeah, it's an open world. It's an open world game with narrative and quests and characters to interact with. And this guy that says he beat it in 20 hours, two things that he just brought up in passing was there was too much dialogue and there was a lot of fast traveling. Hmm. I wonder how you played the game. It's a mystery. I bet you played extremely exhaustively and really, really let the dialogue play out and really paid attention to the lore. And I bet you explored. No, he flew through the game. Nobody else is saying that, by the way. I, I didn't read a single review. I've not seen a single review that's like, oh, it's like 20 hour game. Not seen anybody say that. One review said it, and it's conveniently the review that talked about how there was too much dialogue and lots of fast traveling. Yeah, I don't know what the difficulty was either. Because if you tune the difficulty way down... Oh, another piece of evidence to tell you that that review was written by somebody who flew through the game. They said that the boss fights and the trolls were spongy and took forever. Which many people speculated, well, it sounds like they didn't really spend a lot of time upgrading and getting new spells and new items. They were using, like vanilla weakened early game stuff and that's why everything was taking so long again I've not read a single review that said that the bosses and the trolls are spongy and take too long to fight only the review that conveniently also said lots of fast travel too much dialogue oh and I yeah I beat in 20 hours uh huh okay (laughs) 
my measurement for a game for my style of play uh, is a dollar an hour it's like a dollar an hour $60 game, 60 hours of play I got my money's worth not a perfect method but consistent on my part I think the dilemma you're going to run into there I have definitely played games where, like God of War Ragnarok I think I landed in the 40 to 50 hour range in squeezing 60 out of it would have been easy uh, you could squeeze 100 hours out of that game. I didn't go back and do any of the completionist stuff. So it's hard. Because sometimes you don't want to. Sounds like Game Rant burned through it quickly. Motivated by monetary considerations. I get the review out first at the expense of the game. Brilliant. Well, and they gave, the, thing, the thing that was funny about the Game Rant review is he recommended it and said it was great and said once he got into the open world, he can't he, he couldn't put it down. So it was all it was just it was just odd. We all hate fast travel now, is that bad now? No. No. That's not what I was saying. I commonly have to read your your statements in chat and I have to say that's not what I was saying. It's a convenient tactic on the internet that I'm learning there's words for. People that intentionally misconstrue what you're saying regularly. You seem to make a bad habit of it here. That's not what I'm saying at all. Within the context of the discussion, I'm going to help you because in language, discussion, reading, and even like dissecting grammar and interpreting, you know, a text from another language, you have to consider the context of what you're reading, right? Like, if I lovingly say I hate you to somebody, like, I hate you, man, you have to look at the context of why I'm saying that. You keep like, do you actually hate him? The context of what we were discussing was length of game completion and arguing that well 20 hours is really fast any game can have a much quicker and more expeditious completion time if you use fast travel i mean the reviewer i'm not saying a reviewer took issue with oh we should hate fast travel what i was saying master jazz is within the context of the one review that i read said oh you're saying the reviewer seemed like he hated it He said that the quests led to a lot of fast travel. But but again, you see what I'm saying, Master Jazz? Why is he the only one saying that? Yeah, Game Rant gave it a 9 out of 10, like a 4 out of 5. They recommended it. It was weird. It was honestly a weird review. Said that the questing was the weakest point of the game. Skyrim main sequence quests, and if you skip dialogue, can take about 3 hours. The speed runs about an hour tell you this when you tend to play games in a completionist style like i do there's never been a better time for gamer time to dollars i got 175 hours out of horizon forbidden west and that's before the dlc yeah if you play completionist yes these a lot of these games are incredibly stout and very very and very full yes you can literally put in x amount of hours into a game i still play half-life 2 every now and again right the point is, I, I'm not trying to discount the review. I'm saying if we're not hearing that consistently, I did everything in Ragnarok and got 58 hours. That's pretty good. If we were consistently hearing that the Hogwarts Legacy campaign was short, ah, man, it was really short. It only lasted about 20 hours. I would give credence to that. I'd be like, yeah, a lot of people are saying that the estimations on campaign length were overstated. It's landing in about the 20-hour range. One review saying it. It's the same review that says there's too much dialogue, there's a lot of fast travel, 
and bosses and trolls are spongy and take a long time to kill. I think the way they played the game is why it only took 20 hours, and it's why they felt there was too much dialogue, and it's why they felt there was too much fast travel, and it's why they felt the bosses and the trolls were spongy. I think they just played through the game very quickly. They played fast. That's not an indicator of the game's quality. Does that make sense? It would be like playing a a fighting game and being like, it's really button mashy, and you played it and you hit one button the whole time. And you're like, I, I don't get it. Just a button masher. And people that are understanding of the game are like, you played it extremely unidimensionally. You didn't, you didn't play it and figure any of the stuff out. What was the st- score they gave the game? It was like a four out of five. They recommended it. IGN's weird too. Well, I saw people falsely summarizing IGN's article. They were like, the game barely runs. It has tons of problems. There's only two enemy types, 9 out of 10, because I like Harry Potter. Like, people are having to come up with a made-up narrative for why the game is getting good reviews, right? Like, Obviously, I love seeing IGN get fleeced by people, but I don't want them fleeced for dishonest. Like, these people are just lying. Isn't the IGN review a meme? Well, the, the, the point that I'm making is that people are just flat out lying. They're like, yeah, it, the reviews are all talking about how the game barely runs and it's just a bad game, but they're giving it nines out of tens because they like Harry Potter. Do you see what they're doing? They're trying to create a narrative where the good reviews couldn't possibly be because it's a good game. It's because people are blinded by their their fandom of, of Harry Potter. They're, they're, they're quite literally just lying and creating a false narrative because they like their fifis can't take it. They're like, my fifis, somebody liked a game that I tried to hurt. That that's fundamentally what we're seeing is emotional instability on full display. People tried to hurt the game. It didn't work. It's going to be massively commercially successful. It's getting great reviews. So they have to create a new false narrative. The false narrative they tried to run with didn't work, so now they've got a new one. Oh, it's getting it's getting nines and tens because people are Harry Potter fans. Oh, okay. Everybody that likes the game, everybody that's highly reviewing the game, everybody everybody that's giving the game a high score is a terrible person, and the only reason it's getting a high score is because they're a Harry Potter fan. Like... It's just a juvenile view of the world. Yeah, the Did They Stream That Wizard Game website. Again, just tribalistic, Neanderthalic, insect-level intelligence that's just following the mob, and and that's all it is. It's it's These people all demonstrate low verbal IQ. They all demonstrate emotional instability. They all demonstrate that they don't really have any relevancy. Their brands are, are paper-thin, so they latch on to any moment that they can. It's It's all... It's all, it's just frivolity on full display. I'm looking forward to resuming Deep Rock Galactic together when my vacation is over. (laughs) We started that game too. I like ACG type reviews more. He gives you the good and the bad and whether or not it's worth your time and money. We prove there is no mob, just a few loud voices. I, I think that's probably my favorite thing about what this game has done. It, it 100% it has proven that. Is that the Harry Potter Lego chest back there? No, it's a mosaic. You can create um, 
you can create the four house symbols on like a mosaic. I did the first video last night. It'll hit our Lego channel. Um, it'll hit the Lego channel sometime this week. Time to plug your products. Let's see the hair juice. I can't. I can't show the hair juice. Yes, because it's not empty. It's up in the bathroom. I actually use it every morning. I'll bring it down here once it's empty. Deep Rock is such an underrated gem. I tried playing it with my wife. I thought it'd be the perfect game for us to play, but we ran out of ammo, and I wanted to break the controller. Like, we just got stuck and couldn't figure out how to make ammo. And somebody's like, well, you have to do this, this, and this. And I was like, I, yeah, we couldn't find the resources to do it. People that have been playing it all seem to really like it. I'm streaming on YouTube. I'm sorry I'm not reading comments over here. I, I need to get a stream key for the tickety talk we have a lot of viewers over here oh my gosh i am really sorry for not acknowledging you guys it's really difficult i have a discord chat a youtube chat and then i have you guys and you guys just unfortunately are like over here i think i need to move you to over to this spot i can tape if i tape the 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 thing that grabs the phone over here i'll be more able to see chat more often East Coast Overlord with a $5 tip through Super Chat. It amazes me that people like this exist, yet uh, will still play Blizzard games. I guess it's only worth talking about when it gives you power over others. Well, and they, they won't boycott their choice, you know, Forbes journalist. Uh, well, their, their choice Forbes blogger who covers all things Destiny. No, they won't boycott him for covering it. No. Applying their rule set, like, actually consistently? Consistency is not in their vocabulary, bro. As far as, you know, the people over here that are asking whether or not people are enjoying it, whether or not you should get it. As it stands right now, the subject of today is, should you wait to buy Hogwarts Legacy on old gen? Based on everything we've seen from current gen, okay, I would say it's getting good enough recommendations. It's getting good enough recommendations to buy the game on PS5 and the Series X. I would go into the Series S with a little bit of caution. Just a little bit of caution. Like, as an example... Oops, wrong input. As an example, the Xbox Series S, in order to achieve 60 frames per second, has to drop the resolution down to 900. Okay, that's pretty low for a quote-unquote next-gen console. Okay? So, I'd be cautious for the Series S, but overall... I think the next-gen consoles, the PS5 and the Series X, I think at this point you can buy fairly confidently. I am warning people and cautioning people to hold off on old-gen because you have to wait until April, April the 4th. Well, if you can wait between now and April the 4th, you can wait like a couple of days for an old-gen performance review. Does that make sense? Risk of Rain's better than Deep Rock. Changed my mind. They're completely different games. TJ Rage with a $5 tip. Actually hearing more from the other side uh, over the boycotters, though. Well, you probably just follow the right people. I mean, they're, b- buddy, they're out there targeting, blocking. They, they literally have a database. You can go, you can literally go to a website and put in a username and be like, oh, I really like supporting this person. Did they stream that game? And it'll tell you if they did or not. It's, 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 it's quite literally like mobbing and marking for exclusion. <laughs> it's, it's just Salem, baby. It's Salem. We, we, we haven't evolved. We have not evolved beyond 
beyond Salem Witch Trials. <laughs> Insane irony of it all. Uh, girlfriend reviews got bullied off of purple. Yeah, yeah. Well, this game clearly won't survive without a battle royale. <laughs> that would be an amazing. Uh, that would be an amazing meme channel. Like every game that comes out, you just decry it as a failure because it doesn't have battle royale. <laughs> Cooking Mama Seven. Will it survive? Well, the lack of battle royale is a clear indication of failure. Hogwarts battle pass? I don't know. There's no battle pass. Yeah. Imagine wasting database resource for that. Just imagine building it. I know. I know. Girlfriend reviews got slammed for Tlu too as well. They can't win. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone hates you in this day and age. <laughs> Eugene, everyone hates you. <laughs> If they put a fraction of that effort into their own content, they wouldn't be fading into obscurity. That's right. That's right. Oh, they're going to farm it, baby. They'll farm it for impressions. And then in two weeks, no one will know what their names are. Your pros and cons so far. So I will be playing it this afternoon uh, on my Reforge Gaming YouTube channel if you want to watch me play it. As far as what I've seen from reviews, the pros that are extremely consistent is open world exploration is awesome it's where everybody tends to land with most of their praise with why they keep coming back another pro that we're hearing from multiple people is that the combat is way better than they expected they expected to not like the combat or they expected the combat to be very simple or boring and we're hearing from people that know that the combat is significantly better uh, than we heard now some people took issue with the number of quests and you know, it's kind of a bloated game, but most people are praising the number of side quests and experiences that can be had. Uh, exploration is rewarded. There's all sorts of lore in the world. There's all sorts of things to find. Um, some of the cons, some of the negatives, there are some performance issues. There's some pop-in. There's some issues with fog. Uh, the, the frame rate and resolution isn't quite what you would want to see. Um, and so the reason for today is that as as uh, as Steffi is saying, Steffi the Bean is saying, the Xbox One version and the PlayStation 4 version won't be out until April the 4th. And given some of the performance issues on the PS5 and Series X, even Series S, I'm saying, listen, listen, you might want to wait buying this on old gen, right? The issues are not major, because Joe, Joe Bob saying, I've not noticed any issues, game is fantastic. It's mostly lack of stability with consistent frame rate and the resolution. You might never see that unless you're looking for it. Depending on your TV, depending on your settings, and depending on your proclivities, like you might not care. You're like, I don't see it. I don't know what the problem is, right? You're cool with 30 FPS or whatever the case may be. So you might play the game and never see a single problem. But what we are seeing in the tech breakdowns, there are some really, really great, you know, Hogwarts Legacy performance reviews out there. I'm like, eh, I, I'd be, I'd be worried about how this is going to run on on the old gen system. So I'm just essentially today was putting the word out, like from everything we know, I, I think you, I think you're going to want to wait on this one. Guys, we have had an amazing day on YouTube with members. We are sitting at what's the what's the count right now? 
56 members. You guys went nuts. I will honor what I owe you near the end of the stream. So make sure and stick around for that. You might get a gifted from me. Uh, every 25 members, I have to gift five. Uh, we've had no coffee orders today. A bunch of people stocked up yesterday. So be sure to stock up on your coffee orders. You can get fricked in February. If you use the code get fricked, you will get 20% off our holiday blend. So take advantage of that. If you're watching over on the other site, you can go to reforgeroast.com. This is, this is as my brother made fun of me for saying, this is actually ours. A lot of times people that sell coffee or drinks and things like that, it's like a sponsor. And that's not the case with, with this. Um, Legacy Killer just uploaded a video to this topic. I'd love to see you react. I haven't watched it yet, though. Talking about streamers getting backlash. See, the problem is, is I don't want to create a single piece of content about that. I don't. Because the people that are driving the hate and the targeting and the nastiness, they don't matter. They don't. And the more they realize that, the more desperate and the more untethered and the more unstable they'll become. They don't matter. They have no relevancy. They have no voice. They're having zero impact on this on this game. And so the best thing to do is to just be like, yeah, when it comes up here, I'll talk about it momentarily and be like, that's just stupid. They're just, you know, they, they, I... I look at things logically and I'm like, your positions are so fallacy laden that I can't even respect them. They're intellectually dishonest. They're fallacy laden. Some of them are just flat out lying about things. And if, if that's what you have to do to maintain your ideology and your position, then it's not worthy of respect or engagement. I just kind of looked past it. Like this isn't worth it. Just wondering, I actually got an alert for once. Yeah, I mean, I like reacting to content. I like reacting to things, but I, I, I tend to look at that subject and I'm like, I don't want to dignify. Like, I had somebody do that to me the other night about Wakanda. They, they, they called, they, they called me out as if I wasn't a real fan. They like wanted to know how much I knew about T'Challa, and I was like, I'm not gonna rattle off all the reasons I like him as a character. I've been watching the Marvel movies since the very, very first one came out. I'm not going to dignify your gatekeeping with like defense of my fandom because what they would have done is they would have just been like you probably googled that you know what I'm saying you can't win with people like that you can't it's they're literally a dishonest person they're going to take you down a rabbit hole of insanity and you'll never they'll beat you with experience basically like they're just they're they're down in the mud of moronville and they're going to beat you at that game of like they're going to pull you down to their level and i just wouldn't dignify it i was like i'm not i'm not going to defend my fandom to you i don't owe you an explanation of why i liked the opening of the movie of why i like t'challa as a character right You won't find a big enough muzzle to prevent me from sharing my point of view. Yep, tomorrow's your last day. Kind regards, Sony. Hey, Rory! I should have shouted this out as soon as it happened. Rory, with the brand new membership, you guys don't have to wait for a membership. If you want to support the channel directly, they're taking us to 57. Click that dollar sign at the bottom of the chat and jump in. You may want to check. Uh, Gifted members are now available on more platforms. I believe Android got it. If you don't criticize bad behavior, you're just enabling it by letting it grow. Yes, but you there's there's a there's a proverb that says if you respond to a fool according to his folly, you will become a fool yourself. 
And then the very next proverb is, respond to a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Discernment is seeing the difference between a fool that can be instructed and a fool that will simply make you a fool. You, you, you have to be able to develop that discernment. There's, there's a giant difference between correcting a fool in his error, lest he be wise in his own eyes, and literally engaging someone who is going to make you a fool. So, it, it's it, at, at some level, you have to look at this and say, the people that are engaged in this dialogue, that's what they want. They want you to engage them so they can label you, they can call you a name, they can pull you down into their into their foolish mudslinging battle, and then you're just going to be like, I don't even know what happened. Even if you try to engage in it in, in, in a calm, measured fashion, doesn't matter. Hey, ah, uh, nobody's going to give five memberships. That's so kind. Thank you so much for doing that, man. Look at that number. You guys have been crushing this lately, taking us to, oh no, it's 62 taking us to 62 members on the day. Thank you so much. Striker 1, Horizon, Cryptic Viper, Earthbound, Dredgen Buck. You guys all got a member gift. Apparently, we just had a blip. YouTube's been having trouble today. We've been having really big, you know, viewership goes way, way down, and then, and then it'll bounce back. So anybody having to refresh, I am sorry. That's, uh, that's not, uh, that's not me. That's why I blocked all words related to this game on Twitter. I don't need to see that repeatedly. It just is, yeah, it just isn't worth it. And in general, in general, the medium, like, the medium that you engage on is going to a lot of the times dictate the level with which you can have the conversation. So, like, if I had somebody on a podcast and were to debate them on a particular subject, that's way more effective than on Twitter. Like, imagine debating somebody on Twitter about uh, microtransactions like we did a little bit ago. It probably wouldn't be very productive. It would just turn into, you know, really quick little soundbite smacks, and then that'd be the end of it, instead of having, like, a back and forth like we did for 35 minutes. Gift yourself a membership, says John always, as he hits a 17-month milestone. Thank you so much, John. How do we pirate it? You should not pirate video games, and it's got Denuvo in it, so you're going to have a hard time doing that. Pirating games is stupid. Antithetical to being a gamer. Question, if this guy created a fantasy universe and a studio made a game based on said universe uh, with him receiving royalties, would you buy that amazing game? Yeah, that's a false equivalency, and you know it's a false equivalency. You're not arguing in good faith. You've created a very horrible argumentation structure, and it's not worthy of respect. Games are shaped by the economics in which they are made, uh, not just transaction styles, but art styles, content styles. The look and feel of the game and its message change as society's economy. What specifically are you talking about in this game? Thank you so much, said Striker1. I'm about to have back surgery in two weeks. I had to drop my membership for a couple of months till I get back to work. Well, we take care of our own here, man. We do. Just joined. I already know uh, what we're talking about. <laughs> How are you, Glitters? Good to see people over here watching on the Tiggity Talk. If you guys like what you see over here, you can see the full studio uh, as well as gameplay if you watch me on YouTube at Reforge Gaming. If you prefer to watch over here, I appreciate that very, very much. Consider supporting me directly by hitting that star button at the top. 
uh, that will give you a badge next to your name and the use of emojis. And then over on YouTube, you can click the dollar sign of the join button to do that. YouTube, you can subscribe for free. And on the Tickety Talk, you can hit follow for free. That'll just that'll just ensure that you see my content when it goes out, uh, when we upload a video or we do a live stream. So consider doing that to make sure you don't miss out on any of the content that we have here. The late 90s games had a lot of bright and happy themes in them. Uh, of the optimism of 90s economic growth whereas after the 28 2008 cra- uh, crash games went dark depressive more oh i mean i've never studied that but you could probably study art expression over you know generations and you probably see that happen both in tv shows movies and video games right look at how bleak some movies are from back then about you know post apocalyptic or the end of things and just how bad everything's going to get like the rise of the zombie genre you know the idea that everything's going to get really bad and we're going to be our undoing and you know and if you look at like sci-fi early sci-fi movies and you know the idea that like oh our discoveries are going to end us we're largely probably based on you know political issues going on back there like global political issues of what we were doing and what others were doing so there was a fear of like technological advancements which led to movies like the terminator that you know the idea that we're gonna we're gonna be our own undoing you know that a lot of the times that probably happens not just in video games Uh, not to mention no one found of this developer or publisher uh, is of that character that's what I mean it's it's just a bad faith argument it's just like oh I'm gonna create a terrible false equivalency and be like you wouldn't support that would you you know it's like well well yeah but that's not what's happening <clears throat> the most valid criticism is that Hogwarts legacy success will create a resurgence of adoration it wasn't part of this game I don't think that's a valid criticism. I think that's conjecture. Arguably, potentially a non sequitur. That's not logically connected. If Hogwarts Legacy is extremely popular, you think that's going to be the result? I I don't think so. I've seen gameplay of Hogwarts Legacy, and in my opinion, it's not worth 70 in general, but that's just me. Well, and see, that's what you're supposed to do as a consumer. That's literally what you're supposed to do as a consumer. You're supposed to look at the market and say... There is this product. Here's what the product can do. Here is the price of the product. Here's what people that have bought it have said. And then you decide. You decide whether or not you should buy it. I think that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Like, I've never tried to convince somebody, yo, you should get this game. Like, obviously, I I say, I think it's worth the purchase. Or I'll tell people I give it a soft recommendation or a strong recommendation. But I never say what you ought to do oh you should right i think you can right i'm over here tapping the screen like a mad woman thank you glitters i appreciate that that's very kind some people uh really don't want to contribute uh to her fortune there's nothing wrong with that this game is catching all the smoke because this is the highest profile harry potter project in a while Right, right. And, you know, if that's what somebody wants to do, that's totally fine. Don't support Universal. Don't support Universal. Don't go to Universal Studios. Right? Make sure you don't support any of any of their properties or products either because they're they're part of they're part of her her, her profitability, right? Like they're they're part of her brand's reach. 
You can go visit Hogwarts at Universal Studios and make a wand and all that, you know. Be consistent. I doubt they are. Uh, you've got nice hair. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. It's This is the long phase, right? This is when it gets long. And uh, it'll it'll be I'll, be I'll be cutting it I'll be getting it cut this Friday and this is always like the most fun that it is like it's like it's in a nice spot. Don't watch HBO. Game looks trash. Great. It's, it's if you think that then you are in a great position to save money. You know to buy it. Uh. Hope you and the fam are good. Yo, what's good, Hellfire? Remember long-haired Lono? Yeah, I used to be down to my shoulders. Yes. Yeah, used to be way, way down. <laughs> Your face looks trash! <laughs> I usually have my hair longer in the winter and shorter in the summer. I just go around six six weeks or so to get it cut, but we were out of town, so this is going to be a seven-week wait. So, my husband fired the game up at midnight uh, just so he could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I made sure it was working this morning, made sure it had all the updates and all that, because I will be playing it on my YouTube channel. I can't stream gameplay over here on the Tickety Talk. We get great viewership and great results, um, but I, I can't get the stream key thing. I can either stream... Now, I could do the mobile gaming streaming and, like, pull up my YouTube stream so you could see the gameplay, but it would be so freaking delayed, my responses to people. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, my YouTube channel is Reforge Gaming. Yes. Reforge TV is just, like, our social media global name. Like, Reforge TV on Twitter, Instagram, over here on the Tick. And th- but, but on YouTube, we have multiple Reforge channels. But Reforge Gaming is the live stream channel where we do all of our, uh, our gaming content. I just want to play for the plants. Yeah, you can do all kinds of things with the plants, and uh, as well as pets and animals and stuff in the room of requirement. <clears throat> um, how do you get a stream key? I don't. I don't know. There are people that stream on on the on the tickety talk. I don't like saying the the full name because YouTube doesn't like it, but they stream over there with a stream key, and they're all like, "Oh, I just got one one day." I'm like, okay. Don't forget the coffee. The coffee's amazing. We actually haven't had a coffee order today. We had so many orders yesterday. I think people had stocked up. You can get a discount right now on the Frickmas blend. We're trying to move through our holiday blend, and you'll notice that the the brand, this is us, Reforge Roast. You can go to reforgeroast.com. It basically supports me and my family. My wife and kiddos actually bag it up and put little drawings, right, in, in the bag. And you can use... Uh, code get fricked and you can get 20% off uh, so get fricked in February ordering our Frickmas blend moving over here for a moment to give some love thank you agent Atwood uh, I got the same hair lit thank you well good you got good taste stream key yeah so stream key is something that I use on my end in a piece of software that allows me to stream to platforms and over here on the tick I'm just streaming through the phone I have my microphone going into it, but I'm just streaming through the phone. If I want to stream through my computer, I need a stream key, and I don't have, I, I can't get one here. I think they froze uh, stream key distribution because they had too many bots. There were people, you know, streaming scams, and you'd see somebody streaming, and you could tell that it was a looped video, some girl, and like the username would be generic, and they'd be directing you to like, you know, other kinds of content. I think that that took over. So they, they froze all all stream key distribution to try to get a hand on it. 
Um, that miss Hogwarts had early access. It does release Friday. Yeah, you can start playing today if you pre-ordered. Uh, if you're going to play on old gen, which that was the topic of today's discussion, that is April the 4th. And then July 25th, I believe, 25th of the 24th is the Nintendo Switch. So, oh shady, yes. If you watch live streams on, on the Tickety Talk for any number of time, you will see that. Right now, the common thing you'll see is like somebody who's, you know, conveniently, you know, barely covered and they'll be like, check out my Instagram, check out my Instagram. That's all they say. And their Instagram has a link to adult content. And so that's, that's like the big, that's like the big trend. I think ASMR has taken off on this platform. I think talk shows like this, gaming talk shows like this could take off on this platform as well. What about multi-stream? I still need a stream key for that, Atwood. How was the game? I will be playing it uh, in a while. I should probably, yeah, I should probably schedule. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I should schedule the, the, the live stream for gameplay. How long before we see Lono bust out the goose Patronus? There actually are not Patronuses in the game. There are not Patronuses in uh, the game. So that is uh, that was a that was a good thing for me because I had I got a terrible Patronus. I got a freaking white swan, which anybody familiar with me knows that I don't like geese, and a white swan might as well be a goose. It's like an uppity goose. Um, I just why don't you like geese? I just I think they're awful. <laughs> I think they're awful, uh, and I think that. They're loud and they're surly and they're rude, and yeah, that's what I think about geese. I'm and, and sometimes they they get too close. They'll try to bite you, and I'm I'm on record. I you know I would be willing to punch a goose if necessary, like if it was messing with my kids or something. Um, I kind of want them to, you know. I wish a go I wish a goose would, you know, just come up and take a little sniff at my kid, and then I have a reason to punch you. Can you play Quidditch? No, the Quidditch uh, pitch and field is in the game, but uh, it's baked into the lore. The current headmaster is outlawed Quidditch, so you cannot play. Yeah, you cannot play. All right, let's do this, this, and let's set up that for later. There we go. I bet it's going to be DLC later. The fact that they built it into the lore, I tend to agree with you. I mean, the fact that you hate geese is why we can never be friends. I love bacon, though. Doesn't that, doesn't that cancel out and make it even? You know what I mean? Doesn't that cancel it out and make it even? Give me one second.
Oh, sorry, I'm back. Okay. <clears throat> but do you like Canadian bacon? I I just like bacon, right? <laughs> I don't necessarily like Canadian bacon. Canadian bacon is just like slices of ham that they throw in the in the pan. Like it's not <laughs> It's not, it's not bacon. You know what I mean? Find and license music for your videos? No, I don't want to. <laughs> A new pop-up on YouTube. They're like, find and license music for your videos. No, I, uh, I enjoy using copyright-free content. Why do I want to go the extra mile and do something that requires extra work and then concern on my part? I'll just not do that. <laughs> It's basically a hot dog. That's right. It's basically a hot dog. Black is headmaster at this time. Yes. Yes. When you first open up the game, you get your welcome letter or your invitation letter, and it's from a Weasley. Um, our current member count is 1556. So you guys did get us back to the 1500s with all of the members. So thank you guys so much. I'll make good on this before we shift gears. So don't worry. Currently, I owe you 10 members. If it hits 75, I will owe you 15. So thank you guys so much for doing that. Hmm. <clears throat> Black Brad Pitt, I already read your question and I'm going to say it again. It's not an equivalency. It's not a question in good faith. And your question and baked-in assertion is not worthy of respect. It isn't. You're intentionally creating a false equivalency, and you're and you're 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 trying to hyperbolically escalate the discussion. And I don't respect you or your question. I'm not going to engage with it. It's it's not intellectually sound or worthy of respect. It just isn't. Didn't see your response. Well, you. I, I, I responded as soon as you asked the question. So. Lono, what is something that is mid to you? What do you mean by what is something that is mid? Like, you want to know a game that I think is mid? And you have more than one save file. Yes, there's four character slots. So you can be simultaneously working on four different houses if you want. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be streaming Hogwarts. Uh, actually, we will not be doing members in between today. I'm just going to go right into gameplay. It'll be a little bit different uh, than what we typically do. What Lono thinks is mid is the majority of my game backlog. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I would actually say Forspoken is a really good example of a game that is mid. Right? It's not bad. It's certainly not good. It's pretty mid. It's mediocre. It's lukewarm. For the price and the marketing that went into it, I I found that game to be um, extremely lackluster. Right? It's definitely a good question. Just wanted to see your response. I got it. Have a great day. I No, I don't think it's a good question. It's a bad faith question. It's intellectually dishonest. And it's a false equivalency. 
It's not a good question. It lacks the basic pieces of a good question. Does the game pick your house for you? Yes and no. Right? Yes and no. It will sort you after you answer a couple of questions, but you get the final word. So if it if you answer a couple of questions and it's like, hey, I just sorted you into Ravenclaw, and you're like, yeah, but I want to be Slytherin, it will let you pick Slytherin. Or, or you can create uh, a character account on WB and the Wizarding World and get sorted in advance, and then, then you can go into the game pre-sorted. How is it a false equivalency? There are layers to the false equivalency. There are layers to it. Number one, she and that person are not equivalent at all. If you think they're equivalent, I can't help you see how dumb that is. I can't. You're beyond hope if you think they're equivalent. Number two, she didn't start the studio. She didn't make the game. She said nothing to do with the game. That's another layer of false equivalency. So, there's two layers right there. There's probably a third layer that I'm missing. I read the question and it was like, ding, 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 like false equivalency, false equivalency, false equivalency. So, it's not a good faith question. It isn't. It's, it's a question that seeks to not ask something that is intellectually sound or respectable. It, it, it seeks to push somebody into a corner so that you get them to admit that something, or it's like a predetermined conclusion that you're trying to get me to admit to. Yeah, there's layers to this. Yeah, as Doc Dark would say. No, levels. There's levels to this. Never said she started the studio. Where'd you get that from? See, this is why I know you're not asking questions in good faith. You don't even understand the question that you asked. If this person created an amazing fantasy universe and a studio, made a great game. Oh, you're not saying she created the studio. Okay, you're saying if he created the amazing universe. Okay, that's the other layer of false equivalency that you're missing. Number one, he and her are not equivalent. Layer one of false equivalency. Layer two, the universe was created prior to her saying things people didn't like. That's false equivalency number two. So there's still two false equivalencies stacked on top of each other. Right? I've used the example of George Lucas. I've used the example of George Lucas. I'll tell you right now that if George Lucas walked out in the public and said a bunch of problematic and unkind things about, I don't know, a particular race, I would not suddenly get rid of all of my Star Wars paraphernalia. I wouldn't stop playing Star Wars video games or stop watching Star Wars. I wouldn't do that. I think that that's stupid. I don't think it's a logically sound conclusion. I think it's an emotional response that's based on nothing I I wouldn't do that with Star Wars and I don't expect people to do it with Harry Potter there there are people who have literally built their brand and their YouTube channels there's a guy with like half a million subscribers who is steeped in in Harry Potter and Harry Potter lore and according to where you are trying to take me and anybody else that tries to take you along this non sequitur fallacious based logic he should just detonate his career and channel and if he doesn't, he's hateful and awful. I'm a black male. I'm trying to put myself into their shoes. That's it. Right. And that would be an equivalency, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Your name, Black Brad Pitt. That would be an equivalency. Let's say you grew up on Star Wars and it meant a lot to you. 
and it was super important in your life and your childhood and George Lucas walks out and says horrifically terrible things about black people I would be like that's awful and he sounds like an idiot but I'm not getting rid of all my Star Wars stuff and I'm not getting rid of my Star Wars games or my movies if he came out and said this I would definitely not watch Star Wars anymore that, that that's not how I determine what I support that, that, that you, you, you could always go back that might be is that a genetic fallacy as well it might be a genetic fallacy I don't know if it is or not it sounds like one it's like poisoning the well and genetic fallacy baked into one yo frickmas blend order from a man po buddies nerfed grabbing three bags of the frickmas taking advantage of that discount get fricked in February if you use code get fricked you get 20% off our holiday blend the Frickmas blend. That's a personal thing. I love Star Wars. If he came out as a huge this, I would ser- it would seriously affect my interest in the IP. That's exactly the situation. Yeah, but like Mandalorian and all these shows coming out have nothing to do with them. It's a such it's such a similar situation. It's such a similar situation. Like it's so far removed from him at this point. I'd be like, who the frick cares? You know what I mean? Is it a? I don't think I don't know if it's a genetic fallacy. Is a fallacy of irrelevance in which arguments or information are dismissed or validated based solely on their source of origin rather than their content. In other words, a claim is ignored or given credibility based on its source rather than the claim itself. It's kind of a genetic fallacy. It it is a little bit. It's like the origin of the wizarding world is her. Right? The origin of the universe is her, and therefore since she's the origin of it all, Anything that anything Harry Potter is now deemed as awful. It is kind of a genetic fallacy. Getting money off sales of the game is my point. Okay. Have you substantiated that she's equal to the person you put in my chat? I don't think anybody substantiated that at all. There's so much presumption and assumption baked into it. I think we've accepted a narrative. I think we've accepted a narrative that is largely false. I do. I think the narrative around her is false and exaggerated. I think they took a nugget. They took a nugget of truth and they've tried to grow a cedar out of it of of condemnation. And I believe that narrative is largely exaggerated and false. And that's what's driving most of it. Like it all goes back there. I thought a genetic fallacy was my waistline. (laughs) You see where she spends her money? I think, again, I think those claims have been largely falsified and exaggerated. I looked into it. I think it's largely hyperbolic and not true. You'll notice the people that are out there on the front lines, they don't substantiate any of those claims. They just state it as fact. I, I think in this day and age, we accept we accept exaggerated narratives because it makes it easier to engage in topics. I think it makes it easier to engage in topics. We accept exaggerated, easy to consume narratives. It's basically propaganda. You get you allow yourself to be propagandized is essentially what happens. 
you you accept very very easy soundbite summaries of people and persons and issues because it makes it very easy to create categories it just does I've, I've not seen any of the claims substantiated with anything convincing at all I've not been compelled uh I think I think your feeling aren't facts that you claim others use the same argument you coward you're good at name calling that's about all you're good at just because in my sort of off the top of my head stream of consciousness conversation I used you know the idiom I think doesn't mean that what I'm stating isn't facts based simple counter go ditch your android iphone if you're that virtuous all smartphones are made from yeah from bad labor yeah it's not nobody's consistent and when you press them on that they won't engage with you There's a false equivalency that falls right into that line of thinking anything you buy and every dollar you make is taxed and pays people who say these things but that's never the issue their, their main issue is that is that she's you know actively trying to hurt these people and I again think that narrative is exaggerated and false right I they're 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 taking a false and exaggerated narrative and that's their their entire premise is built around it I've not seen that substantiated in a compelling way you're in, it's all based on that and if and if that starts to fracture and weaken then everything else falls apart I find it weird that people are far more vocal about this game uh I yeah I'm not paying attention to him he's not whining he's talking at a normal human cadence Wait, is he saying I w- I'm whining? Oh, he's saying. Oh, I've yeah, I've had people tell me that I sound like Ben Shapiro. I don't really care. I mean, if you want me to talk like this and talk about how the nature of the discussion is not that, but it's actually about this. I mean, I could do that, but. <clears throat> no idea what's going on. What's the news about Hogwarts Legacy? So the, the 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 general topic of today, we're gonna be we're gonna be diving into the game uh, shortly, and the topic of today was: Should you wait to buy Hogwarts Legacy on old gen? Should you? Right. And I looked at a variety of things. There is a really really great video from a channel called. L Analista de Beats. L, I'll say it phonetically like an American. L Analista de or D Bits. L Analista de Beats. It's like basically a digital foundry style channel where they break down performance of games. And uh they basically showed the Five modes, ray tracing, quality, balanced performance, and performance high frame rate. 
and I went through those and basically said, I'm not seeing bad performance, but I'm certainly not seeing great performance. And that's driving me to say, I think there's going to be potential performance problems on the old gen consoles. Given that you have to wait all the way until April the 4th to even play the game on old gen consoles, I have been telling people, hey, it's probably worth waiting, right? Wait for uh, wait for a tech analysis to come out and then, or a performance analysis, and then you'll be able to, uh, um, then then you'll be able to make a judgment call. And and one of my argumentation uh, points is that the performance mode on the Xbox Series S, which is the weakest console available right now at next gen, it's the weakest console that will be able to play Hogwarts. Okay, it's a it it, it on performance mode it does 900p resolution to get 60 fps. So you have to consider how much further down than 900p it will it probably be. Um, on those older systems. So again, if you can wait all the way until April the 4th, I would say wait a couple more days to make sure its performance is acceptable. Um, so that, that's been my advice. I'm not, um, I'm never going to tell people don't buy it, don't buy it, don't buy it. So Um. Uh, yeah, you guys are going off in all sorts of directions on these subjects, and I just don't want certain things like that in my chat. <laughs> you guys can't do that. Some of you guys are members. Some of you guys aren't being necessarily out of line, but you're just taking the conversation in a direction that we don't want it to go. <clears throat> <clears throat> the game is looking and playing great on PS5. It runs at 60 FPS on the Xbox One. Uh, everybody is just stick figures right that would be the concern is that just how far down in performance in like resolution and textures you know are you are you willing to accept because again oops wrong one there we go because again again the, the series s i think continues to be a concern and a potential problem uh but if the series s has to go all the way down to 900 just to get 60 you just gotta wonder um where it's going to land your opinion on the rumored bad pc performance pc performance i've not heard is bad or good it's it's fine but it has some issues some of those issues may get patched with drivers i don't know there could be a day one patch schedule there could be drivers scheduled i I, i'm not sure i'm not sure don't buy it at all yeah Mm mm-hmm no one cares about that the the commercial success of the game is unwavered by that but, you know, feel free to scream on Twitter as much as you can. The cross-gen argument is difficult right now because of the fact that they had such an exaggerated shortage on new-gen consoles. Well, and I think in general, you're going to find that a lot of these games... See, this is where it gets really weird with Hogwarts, right? Hogwarts, for all intents and purposes, was supposed to come out like sometime last year. Which, if that would have happened, and it was cross-generationally supported, or if it happened like earlier in the life of the consoles, people would have viewed it as like a cross-gen game that got like some upgrades for the next-gen consoles, right? 
but that's not what happened. It's it got bumped, 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 bumped. So now it's being viewed, I think, as almost like a well, is this a next gen title? No, it's not. I don't think you could look at the performance of the performance promises and say it's a next gen title. It's more of a it's more of a mid gen game that they land they landed on both systems, and it doesn't look like it was optimized all that well. It was optimized well enough to ship, but this wouldn't be a game that you would say like there are games that you would look at and you would say this is a well optimized game. I don't think anybody would say that with uh, with Hogwarts Legacy. Um. Xbox S looks good on a 4K TV. Frame rate is good. I have both the X and the S. I, I'm never interested in what you subjectively think. I'm looking at the actual stats and the facts. And the facts are that the Series S runs at 900 resolution just to hit 60 FPS. That's a really low resolution. Now, that Series X runs at 1440. So... The, the subjective experience of somebody being like, it looks great on my 4K TV. I, th- I don't care about that. I want to see benchmarks and actual measurements of performance because if the Series S is down in the 900s just to hit 60, you got to wonder how low frame rate and resolution will be on an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4. Like, it, it, it'll continue down that trajectory. It'll slide, like right? It's like a slider that'll slide further in that direction. Um... Mm-hmm. Series S uh, was a bad choice to buy, anyways. Uh, it depends on the person. It depends on the person. Um, yeah, if you pick ray tracing mode, it makes you quit and reload. I won't be picking the ray tracing mode. I always pick performance mode, and I don't look back. Yeah, I, I don't look back. 900p is like 2005 tech. That's, that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, if if it's if it's running if it's running that low on the Series S, you, you gotta you know what I mean? You gotta wonder. No way, 900p looks good on a 4K TV, right? It's subjective. Like, they, he, he might be like, "Oh, it looks great," and you know, he might also be like, you know, your aunt and your uncle who get a big screen television and still watch the standard resolution news channels. They don't know to go to the 1000s to see the same programming in high def, right? It could be somebody that just has no idea that there's their te- their TV's not set up right, they don't, they don't watch anything of the right whatever. I mean, sometimes settings even get changed on the TV, like my Samsung, the HDR got turned off and I turned it back on and suddenly I could see everything in Wakanda forever. I was like, I can't see anything. It was so dark. Remember when 1080 and 1080i TVs first came out? Yep. Mhm. What do you think we're getting at Nintendo Direct? I really hope the Nintendo Direct has actual Tears of the Kingdom gameplay. Um, that's what I would hope to see. I'm 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 really curious about it. I've had some people say that it might run a little bit better than Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild was a cross-gen title. It was the Wii U and the Switch. So, how long is the game? And is gameplay good? I guess those would be a deciding factor. The general consensus is that gameplay is good and length is also good from the review outlets that are out there. Yesterday we did a Hogwarts Legacy review rundown, and I would argue that the consensus uh, is good. Not great. Certainly not bad, but it's good. It's it's solid. It's a solid, like, 8. 
it's not the, the people that are giving it are nines and tens I think are being a little too generous I've not played it yet but I think they're being a little too generous people that are giving it six and sevens I think are being a little too harsh um, you know did you buy the game and have it on PS5 performance mode is great but I hope they work on visuals I'm going to be playing on the PS5 uh, in about 20 minutes <clears throat> on uh, on Reforged Gaming on YouTube I cannot stream gameplay over here I don't have the ability to do that right now excuse me <clears throat> what did I think of Elden Ring Elden Ring was easily one of the best games uh, to come out last year it's easily one of um, easily one of the best open world games that's ever come out I was okay with it winning game of the year I, I, I would have picked God of War Ragnarok uh, but I understood why they picked it it was an influent <clears throat> excuse me it was an influential game it was generational defining, I think. I think we're going to look back and it will be the touchstone game for uh, Souls-likes, for open world games. I think it's going to impact the market in a, in a very particular way. And that's why I was totally okay with it getting game of the year. Elden Ring Randorizer is 10 out of 10. I would love to do for them to do that in the game. I don't want to have to download mods and stuff. I'd love to just boot it up on my PlayStation 5 and have them randomize uh, the where the bosses and the items and the enemies are. So, like, you go down into a dungeon and it's a completely different set of enemies and bosses. I don't know, says Teddy. I didn't grow up with Harry Potter, so no nostalgia. I'd give it a solid nine. Uh, I, I was just basing it off of what I heard and saw, Teddy, that the nines felt a little generous. It's got some performance issues. It's got, you know, it's got some, some rough edges, but overall it's a good game. You know what I mean? I don't think this Harry Potter game has the potential to get game of the year. No. Hogwarts will likely get nominations for art direction because of the accuracy of Hogwarts, the building, the rooms, ETC. Uh, it'll also probably get a nomination for RPG. It'll likely lose to either Final Fantasy 16 or Diablo 4 in that department. Art direction... It may stand a chance, but again, I think Final Fantasy 16 will probably take art direction for this year. Uh, Spider-Man 2 is also coming out. Uh, I think it'll get nominated for soundtrack. Again, going to be tough to beat Final Fantasy 16. Um, yeah, those are the categories that we'll likely get nominations for. That would be uh, that would be largely where uh, I would I would imagine it would land. Gameplay is fun. It's like using the force in a game, which is always a blast. Yeah. Elden Ring, uh, my only downfall on it was that it wasn't cross-play. Other than that, 9 to a 9 out of 10 because of no cross-play. I gave Elden Ring a 9 when it first came out. I ended with it being at about an 8 to an 8.5. I took some points away because of I felt the end game. I feel the back half of the game isn't as good as the front half. The front half is 10 out of 10. The back half's more like a 7. Um... You know, boss fights get a little spammy, uh, get a little dumb, I think. I don't think the design of the end boss fights are as good as the beginning and the middle. Don't. Zelda will beat Diablo 4 for Game of the Year. I'll stand by that one. As far as Game of the Year goes, I think it's going to be between Zelda and Final Fantasy 16. I think those will be your two front runners, followed by... Jedi Survivor, Diablo 4, and maybe Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, I think, is always... Spider-Man, games like that are just are always going to struggle to get Game of the Year. I bet you it gets a nom, though. Um, but again, I, I do I do think you're going to... You're, you're going to have a hard time beating Final Fantasy 16 and Zelda for Game of the Year. 
Talking about awards, what do you think about the Grammys uh, doing video game soundtrack this year? Uh, yeah, I thought that was cool. Starfield Game of the Year? Starfield will get nominations for RPG, for Game of the Year, for uh, maybe for Art Direction. I don't know. But I don't think Starfield takes Game of the Year. No. It might take RPG, but again, Starfield's going to be going up against Diablo, and it's going to be going up against Final Fantasy 16. So. Um... Can't wait for the new Star Wars game. Yes. Get a new 3D Mario this year. No idea. The rumor is that Zelda Tears of the Kingdom will be the last big first party Switch title and we'll be looking at a new Switch uh, Christmas or holiday of 2024. So they may want to kick the next big Mario for a, for that. Uh, that'd be the big launch title for, for that. <clears throat> <laughs> Zubair hypothetical for you would you hang out in a live stream with a guy who basically said they're hard to see in the dark no it wasn't even that it wasn't even that they were they were literally sitting next to a fire and I couldn't see anything I couldn't see the trees I couldn't see the bushes I was like it felt awful HDR fixed it uh, you're forgetting armored core that could potentially be game of the year is Armored Core coming this year? I don't know. I don't know. Or the people? Yes, coincidentally, there were also people in the scene that I could not see. That is correct. That is correct. The guy that came from the water was was not super dark-skinned, and I couldn't see him either. Dadgum, it was like watching something with the lights out. I was like, what's happening? I need to make sure I heard that right. Clip it. We got him. <laughs> Allegedly, Armor Core comes this year, but I doubt it. Yeah, I could see it getting pushed. So what's the verdict? The verdict is that at this point, I think you can buy the game on PS5 and the Series X confidently. I would cautiously buy it for the Series S, and I would wait to buy it on old gen. April the 4th is two months from now, so you could wait a couple more days after April 4th for some performance reviews to come out. If you are, in fact, stuck on a PS4 or an Xbox One, and that's where you have to buy Hogwarts, I would hold off and wait until some performance reviews come out. Because the performance of the game on next gen is okay. It's not amazing. So, do I think the day before is real? No, it's fake. It's as fake and as phony as can be. It's, it's not real. And I've got multiple videos on my uh, Reforge gaming channel on YouTube that I've uploaded that argue that fact. Um, they, they're not real. It's not a real game. I'm not, I'm not just saying that the gameplay is fake. I'm saying it is a fake game. It doesn't exist. There is no game. It, won't, it will not launch. The verdict is that you should buy Reforge Roast, specifically the Frickmas blend. Yes, you should. Yes, you should. You should buy, you should buy Reforge Roast use code get fricked and get 20% off Zubair have you ever been blinded by white legs I have I've not worn shorts on stream in a long time that's really rude Diablo games might be repetitive but they deliver the dopamine drip like nothing else where you're getting your roast from uh, we have it roasted by a company in Bagged, and if you want to know origin, 
and flavor profile, you can go to reforgeroast.com. It has all of the information of country of origin, uh, flavor profile, uh, as well as like what 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 was the other one? City profile. Everything is there on the on the reforgeroast.com website. I don't have it memorized. <clears throat> What would be the point of showing a fake game? You'd have to ask them. Like, like, like that, that question doesn't that question doesn't need to be answered. It doesn't. It doesn't. If my neighbor decided to build a shed in his backyard and it was a fake shed and it was it was made out of uh, I don't I don't know. It was made out of fake wood and it wasn't going to stay standing through the slightest windstorm. I was like as far as I can tell, that is a fake shed. Well, why would you build a fake shed? I don't need to answer that question to conclude that it's fake. You see what I'm saying? That that always happens. Yeah, was that a misfire? I'm a huge coffee sob, and I know my stuff, but I want to support, so I'll check it out. Albert, I, I, I'm sorry your, your message got hid. My mod misclicked. Like, I'm not snapping at you, Alan, but everybody keeps doing that with the day before well why would they create a fake game homie I don't know I don't need to have a good answer to that question to be deductive in my analyzation of the game does that make sense you can use all the powers of deductive reasoning and look at that game and conclude that there is a high likelihood that it is fake I don't need to answer why they would do it in order to substantiate my analysis Does that, make, does that make sense? Like, that question keeps cropping up as if that's somehow a problem with the analysis and the theory. It's like, what? What kind of office chair is that? This is what's called a high-backed ergonomic mesh chair. And I'm not currently partnered with the chair manufacturer. Mavix, M-A-V-I-X. Mavix has this style in a couple different colors I, I would I could recommend them as a good company to support. I'd love to work with them, but I, I can't get their attention. I'm a dark roast Columbia guy. I like my coffee to taste like a cigar. My stuff's not going to have that bite, Albert. We we have balanced acidity, light, medium, and dark roast, and our dark roast is not going to be at a at a dark Colombian punch your tongue cigar flavor. It's not going to. So, what game were we talking about? Oh, somebody asked me about the day before. Is this conversation spoiler-free? It is. I will be diving into the game momentarily. Um, on PS5. I'll be diving into the game momentarily and uh, checking it out for myself. Let's see what I think. But if you want to watch me play it, you're going to have to come over... Um, you're gonna have to come over to uh, YouTube and watch on Reforge Gaming. I can't stream the gameplay on on Tiki, on Tiki Tucky. Can't do it. Uh, filters, no properties. Let's switch this. To... I want to see if I can hear the music. Okay. 
Keep inching closer to 25k subs. Should hit it in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I thought we were going to nail it this week. Oh, we dropped some frames. I must have... Oh, probably because I uploaded a new thumbnail. I thought we were going to nail it this week, but we, we've... Uh, we'll see. We'll see how the rest of the week goes with Hogwarts and the shorts and the VODs because they, they, they tend to do very well for us. So... Okay. You guys have been amazing. Uh, what do you think about the Steam Deck? Steam Deck's cool. I don't own one. I don't really have an interest in it. I don't. I don't play games like that. But everybody that uses it seems to love it. We got four thousand likes over here on on the Tickety Talk. I hope you hit uh, the follow button. Consider hitting that star button. That is a subscription that costs money, but it does support me directly. If you really want to plug in, you got to come over to YouTube. Go to Reforge Gaming on YouTube. You can become a member there for five bucks. That gets you into my members only Discord, as well as my behind the scenes members only discussions. Okay, I owe you guys 10 memberships. Okay, I owe you 10. If it hits 75, I owe you 15. I'm going to go ahead and do the 10 now. Oh, shoot. I got to pull the actual video up. Usually I use it off the gifted at the top, but I decided to wait and do these in batches now to reward, especially reward the people that stuck it out and have been here uh, all the way to the end like this. So here comes the 10 that I owe you. Uh, Dog and Teddy went crazy uh, pushing that number today. So there is 10 and we will do a members only discussion after, after the gameplay. Uh, and don't forget if you're watching the past broadcast or you've been watching or listening this morning we're doing a sale a code usage all month long of February get fricked get fricked in February you get a discount on my holiday blend and then the shirts I'm wearing and the glasses I'm wearing those those sponsors are listed below as well so there you go there's the 10 members that I owed you guys from today Uh, D-Dog says much love appreciate you man I appreciate that very very much um I really hope the graphics are good. I have a feeling they they I have a feeling they're they're gonna be good. Okay, so I'm gonna go here and oh that's the wrong one. And then I'm gonna go like that. There we go. There we go. Okay. Okay. Give me one second before we jump into the game. Okay, I had to grab my lunch so that while I'm playing, uh, while I'm playing, I can eat because there'll be cutscenes and stuff. 
there'll be cutscenes and stuff. Okay, let me let me send all the announcements out about this stream, and I'll give you guys a link to the next stream because we will do a new stream uh, to play this. I will also redirect you. So if you prefer uh, to ride the redirect, uh, feel free to do that. Okay. Gameplay again. If you guys are watching over uh, running smoother buggy, I'm about to try it out on my PS5. But if you want to watch me play it live, you'll have to come over to uh, Reforge Gaming in order uh, to do that on YouTube. And they added live to hyperlinks now, and I always have to go in the back end to get the shorter version. Uh, uh, onwards. Okay. Send now. Okay. Thanks for all the follows on uh, Twitter as well as all the other locations. We appreciate it very, very much. All right. Let me get into this scene. Oh, shit. Dude, I had the better version and I just clicked the wrong one. Like, if you click on share and you copy the hyperlink on um, on live streams now, it's like this big, obnoxious, long um, hyperlink. So, I prefer, if I go in the back end of the video, the hyperlink back there, it still is the live hyperlink, but it's not so obnoxiously long. Okay, so the link in chat, that is where we are going. If you're watching on Tickety Talk, head over to Reforge Gaming on YouTube. Come join us and hang out uh, for the gameplay stream of Hogwarts Legacy. Okay. Alright. Uh, okay. Let me clean out my email inbox. Good. Ooh, yo, Wheezy. That'll be our show tomorrow. We'll do a breakdown of that. Nice. Okay. All right, let me mute my music. And let me bring myself to this side. All right, again, use that link in chat. Guys, do me a favor. Head over to the new stream. Click the link in chat. Get over there and smash like. Let's get this new stream started really, really strong. Let's get 100 likes. Thank you so much for clicking on this video. This will be me diving into Hogwarts Legacy gameplay on the PS5. We discussed already the review roundup. If you want to see my roundup of the reviews, I also discussed how people should think about the next-gen performance versus old-gen. Maybe you should wait to buy it on old-gen. This is the very first thing that pops up. There's lots of great accessibility features. I'm going to take you through that, the Hogwarts Legacy character creation. We're going to do every single thing, so if you're interested in the beginning, no major spoilers at all. We're not really a huge gameplay channel. We're usually a talk show, so I'm going to end the previous talk show this morning where we discussed old gen, and I'm going to bring everybody over from that, and we appreciate you guys supporting